down a monitor, so that sucks. Oh, darn. Sorry. Shut what up. What are you going to fucking do, architect? Look, all right? That monitor was the monitor that was mm. right behind the webcam, so whenever I was looking at you guys that were on that monitor, it looked like I was looking at the camera. You know what? Fuck you. Like, <laughs> you're a butthole. I'm what bringing a- back old 90s. <laughs> old 90s fucking insults cool whatever dill weed <laughs> dude no, in the kitchen dude. we actually have dill weed and I, every yeah. time i have a class i'm like hey such and such you're uh and they were just like i don't get your old man jokes i'm like i fucking hate it here <laughs> what an old man pointing at a fucking tube of leaves well the one girl that i did it to i was like hey you're a, you're i pointed at it. i was like you're a dill weed she goes what and I was like, in the '90s, dillweed was a was an insult. She goes, "Oh, ha 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 ha!" And I was like, "Fuck you! <laughs> Don't you pity laugh me?" Hmm. <laughs> oh man, I hope everything's good. We haven't done this in what two years? How long has it been? So <laughs> yeah, uh, January twenty twenty. Holy shit! No, wait, no, January twenty twenty. Fuck you. you! You messed me up there for a minute. So you said two years, look, man. I'm tired. I'm tired, and I got good news today, so I'm really excited. Yeah, so. well, I, I'm half of one half of those, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, I guess we. Uh, so welcome in everybody. Thanks for coming in. Hey, someone got my SpongeBob reference that I put in the chat earlier. So we see mm-hmm. some familiar faces in there. Thanks for stopping in. Uh, I guess we should just go ahead. We uh, Chris is out. Chris's uh, internet exploded. So <laughs> yeah, it's his turn why. now. Well, apparently, I guess I'm I'm I the inter- I'm not gonna name the internet or internet service provider, uh, but the one that he has apparently only installs internet with a backup battery in like the garage or something like that in case. So if it goes down or if the electricity goes down, you still have internet, which in theory is pretty smart. But uh, yeah. Apparently, with this ISP, that if the back the backup battery goes down and the regular battery is still working, it shuts the internet down. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, what? It's just, it's really weird. I guess that prevents you from like, oh, my backup battery's out, but I still got regular internet. So I guess it doesn't matter. And then your SOL whenever that one goes out because you never fix the backup battery. But I've never heard of a backup battery preventing the main battery from doing its job. Oh yeah, no, I I have not. I kept thinking about the uh, if power went out at GameStop, we'd hear a beep PR periodically, and that was because the backup battery was dying or trying to do something, <laughs> and it was in the back room, and you just always heard it no matter what. It was a high pitched, just a very high pitched squeak thing. Yeah, it's like yeah, uh, I don't know about being... this whole process because I've never heard of that even existing. No, I haven't either. Yeah, I mean, apparently we were talking with Chris today in the chat, and he was just like, yeah, I didn't know until today either. So there we go. Yep. It's like uh, when you're in college, going back to what you were saying, it's like going in college, you're just like, ah, the smoke alarm's beeping. It's fine. Like, it's just the battery's going out. It's still working. It's whenever that beeping stops is when you have to worry. So, (laughs) yep. But uh, all right, let's go ahead and crack it open. Crack this bitch open like a. A fucking! I finally got me some Topo Chico hard seltzers. So all right, well I I've, just have a regular s- sparkling water. Sorry, not a sponsor. Aha! Uh, 
this. <laughs> is that the better, same one that you had? Better than LaCroix. I'll tell you that. LaCroix sucks, everybody. Dude, LaCroix is real big, bad. Uh, LaCroix is fart water is what it big, is. Uh, yeah, big contradictory or not or what comp. Compli- Controversy. Uh, contra- controversial opinion. LaCroix is shit. Even I mean, though you get 12 cans instead of 8. I don't know why all sparkling water only comes in cases of 8. It's dumb as hell. Really? Yeah. And yeah. I basically drink two a day, so, uh, you know, gonna buy stock in that soon. <laughs> I should just give stock to Topo Chico. Like, because yeah. I buy their sparkling waters, which, mm-hmm. bringing that up, their sparkling water does come in 12, but it's like it's like a case of, uh, not cans, but bottles. So maybe that's why they don't do eight or anything. But We avoid bottles because anyway, those are a pain in the ass to recycle here. Glass ones? Yep. You got to take them to a special place. Oh, really? Yep. We just smash them and put all the glass in, <laughs> in a trash bag. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't smash them. But look, okay, so I, I know we're going to get to an icebreaker, but now that you brought that up, we have a recycling thing that's like down the road, and it's just basically like, it's like four dumpsters on a trailer because what they do is they let people fill it up and then they take it to the recycling place. There's no like organization in that shit whatsoever. Like it's just like, yeah. oh, this one's no. supposed to be. I'm like, where do the glass go? Where uh, does the cans go? And they're just like, nope, here's a bed. And I'm like, this is not a trash can, people. Yeah. Like, There's I've seen tires in with there. Whether or not people actually recycle, like if the the people that it's their job to whether or not they're actually doing that so but who knows more importantly though i just noticed that the way your monitors are set up on the stream you're looking up at my window so i have now moved your discord window shut up just just set sit back for a second we're gonna be all right without your (laughs) monitor okay i was gonna point out something fun yep that's where i am now uh corey's on that kid again everyone (laughs) corey's hearing the voices again um, they're back <laughs> so i'm trying to oh wait no it's not that way so i have to put you over here to make no, it now i'm gonna like fuck it up and i'm gonna always I'm, watch look at the camera now i'm so. trying to look i'm trying to make it so that oh because it's reversed so i'd have to put you right here um oh wait this is the one you're looking at <laughs> uh yeah i don't want either of these things to happen um so yeah, yeah sorry cool. everybody. Corey's uh, not you. You know, normally Corey's got his uh, three camera, fourteen monitor setup. He's down one monitor, so he doesn't know what to do today. Dude, I've been looking on eBay. All right, fuck you. Audio <laughs> listeners, real crucial info for you. Also, for people that are listening, I apologize if rain is getting. There's a fucking monsoon happening right now, so that's always fun. Uh, okay. So uh, it's just the world does not want Scrubverse to exist, but goddamn it, we're gonna keep going. So <laughs> can't look at where the mon- the camera is. This isn't going to work. Sorry, the illusion's broken. It's fine. It's all fine. None of this matters for the audio. It none of it matters. So <laughs> none of this. Yeah. Pickle is where'd she go? She she was gone all day. But also she's doesn't back matter now. for the audio. <laughs> That's true. That is true. So anyway, fuck this. All right, let's go over to. I need to what? Go to the. We got an icebreaker. It's our only news for the week. Because we're lazy this week. And also, there's not a whole lot of news that we want to talk about. All the other news is dumb. So, but uh, what was it? We had uh, Sony's on March 8th. Jesus, yeah, we haven't done a podcast since then. Uh, Sony did their state of play March 2022. Uh, I was not... Were you able to watch this live? I think you were, right? Yeah, I got... I was concerned that I lost 
all concept of time when we decided this was the news because I thought that meant it happened last week, and I'm like, man, I don't think it did. So we're here now, though. Um, mm, so first things first, we're just going to get it out of the way. There is a futuristic exosuits clash with dinosaur hordes in Exoprimal coming out in 2023. This is a game being developed. It's a, I guess it's a, it's a first person shooter, but it's like, it's like behind the person. I guess it's third person. That's what it is. So I'm yep. completely dumb. Uh, but it's just like, hey, did you like EDF? How would you like EDF with dinosaurs? Hell and I'm yeah. just like, I didn't know I needed this. Also, you're going to be in a mech. And I'm just like, oh, oh. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, one of the funny things I saw about this was uh, Max, Maximilian dude was watching this live. And mm -hmm. uh, they're showing, you know, the guy. It's The, the trailer starts with, like, someone walking off, like, like walking to the end of an airplane that's in the air because they're about to jump out. And Max just goes... This doesn't look like a Capcom game. And then right after that, the Capcom logo comes up, and he goes, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, but so before that, something pretty interesting happens, a little callback that I'm going to let you uh, talk about. Um, uh, it's the Dino Crisis thing. So, <laughs> Yeah, very strange. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to turn on night mode because I'm noticing the glare on my face and glasses, but uh, I'll just ignore that. For the doesn't moment. matter. <laughs> so, yeah, so you just see the way that it's set up with the city and stuff, the year 2043 and everything. Um, very weird setup with the android lady person uh, telling us yeah, the she's doing a Yeah, she's dinosaurs. doing a weather forecast. Yeah. yeah, and then you see all these people suiting up and shit, and it's like, oh, what? That kind of looked like... I At first, I was like, I thought that was Isaac from Dead Space for a split second, and then... yeah. Um and then dinosaurs just rain from the sky and I'm like what is literally EDF <laughs> and because it just looked like uh someone was just dropping plastic toys onto your city and uh, yeah, I'm playing it for the the video watchers right now yeah and so and then they're like oh this shit's going on and then it goes back up to the to the 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 troop dropper ship thing of like all right here's let's meet this badass team and it pans over to a um, scarlet-haired lady in all black, tight spandex yep. suit, and I'm like, "Fucking what? Is that Regina? Fucking what? Is this Dino Crisis?" <laughs> and then she's, and I didn't realize it because I was talking over it, but they never say her name. Uh, they, I don't think they even address her or whatever. They just say like, "You ready?" or whatever, and suit up, and then it shows all the different. Um, it looks like a hero shooter, but maybe not really because you can also switch your type of suit throughout it between basically medic tank and uh other guy yeah you you got your so you got your tank which is like here's all the shields and everything and then you got your i would say offensive person where it's just like bunch of fucking guns and then you've got your genji you've basically got a genji from overwatch where it's just a you know you're a samurai or whatever ninja and then you got your healer and that's pretty cool. So it's a, four, I think it's a, what is it, a four person squad when you go out on missions and stuff like that? Four or five. I'm not sure. Yeah. It's but it, PvE, from what I'm reading, from what it looks like. Yeah. From what I'm reading is it's supposed, to, it's like PvP and PvE mixed together where I'm, I'm under the impression that it's like, all right, you got two teams that are going into this match. Whoever wins gets to leave alive. Whoever doesn't has to stay and dies. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Um, so that's, all we know is it's coming in 2023, and I was like, that's a good way to start a state of play. 
<laughs> yeah, weird. Very weird, too. But um, the... Uh, oh, it's called Exoprimal as well, which is a... It's a good name. Um, they like also it. don't call it Dino Crisis. The, when I watched... I was getting different people... I was watching different people watching this, and... Um, uh, Jason A. Striker from Giant Bomb, he's like, it was the best disappointment I've seen in a while. <laughs> like something like that, because it's like, man, you thought this was Dino Crisis, but in no way, shape, or form did they mention it's Dino Crisis. But one of the uh, people that worked on Dino Crisis 2 and 3 uh, is working on this. I don't know anyone's names, sorry. And um, that's fine. That'll be okay. I like dinosaurs, and I like games with dinosaurs. And I like Earth I like Defense EDF. Force, which basically looks like this, but with dinos. I feel a little worse mm -hmm. shooting dinos than I do bugs, though, because I hate bugs and dinosaurs. Yeah. What do they do? I'd be fine if they never explain why this is happening, why dinos are yeah. just falling from a portal in the sky. That's You don't need to tell me, Capcom. Um, yeah, no story mode. Just so, make all this online at multiplayer. At first, it seems shit. like I don't this care. is... <laughs> I think I froze. I think I froze. You're back. Um, You're back. At first, it seems like this is maybe out of left field for capcom but then you have to think no they made the lost planet series that everybody forgot mm -hmm. about which is basically this uh, the best monster hunter game that wasn't monster hunter so <laughs> yeah and they also did dead rising which is you're fighting hordes of zombies and that so you're fighting mm -hmm. you know they've done things that are adding to this uh but um, sometimes people forget that capcom besides street fighter and monster hunter and resident evil Capcom did dabble in crazy shit sometimes, and it's yeah. really nice to see <clears throat> Capcom doing that again. Yeah, when well, but it's also what's popular right now, so it's not they're not taking a huge risk really at all. Well, uh, uh, but I uh, mean, what's what? What would you say out of this is what like the oh they're following the formula? I guess Overwatch. I mean, any ED hero fighter or uh, PVE thing like Evolve Bomb. I mean, but that was the first thing that came to mind just because of their logo with the M. Like a scratch, like a claw scratch. Yeah. Like Evolve was uh, actually more uniform yeah. than that, not as weird. Evolve yeah. tried. Yeah, but I don't think, I, I don't know. I'm excited to see it. Like I said, I don't think it's going to be as. Also, there's a little stinger at the end. Like there's a character, it's like, oh, welcome in. And this person sits down, you don't see their face. So I don't know if this person's supposed to be maybe somebody. Dino Crisis was all about the lady as the main protagonist, right? Uh, Except for three, which took place in space. Okay. <laughs> it's not a good game. I haven't played it. I own it, but I know it was it was Xbox exclusive, guys. Um oh, man. Yeah, uh I no, I mean I'll play this. I'll check it out if I have a console that can play it. Um I I think uh it's coming to PS4 and PS5, I believe. Oh, okay. I I forgot what I was going to say now, but oh, yeah, I it would be cool to see another Dino Crisis, but I will say that um, I was thinking about replaying Dino Crisis because I've been on my kick of playing OG version of Resident Evil game, finally play the remake mm -hmm. of that game, and I wanted to play maybe Dino Crisis. But watching you play it at not the last marathon, but the one before that was like, do I remember enjoying this game? Because it's not Resident Evil, and they weren't sure what they wanted no. to do, but they didn't want to just make another zombie game. So I think it's fun to watch someone play it for the first time who's never played it, which is what I did. I played like Maybe. an hour of it. Thank God Caesar was there. He was our yeah, guidebook. Yeah, human strategy guide there. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, 
I mean, I'm not going to knock it. I'm just going to say Capcom's done some crazy shit, and this could be okay. Uh, I don't think they said if it was going to be free-to-play or anything, which uh, maybe they don't even know yet, honestly. Um, but it could be fun. Yeah, the only th- uh, it could be brainless. We didn't... S- well, no, we did see gameplay, but again, other than showing us what a shield looks like and that you can change your suit mid... We also saw one of the characters get eaten by a fucking T-Rex. So. Oh, that was what I was going to say. That was what I was going to say. It, I'm, I'm wavering, but I'll play it. But if they come out and say, you know, just like Aliens, Colonial Marines, just like Left 4 Dead, one team can be the humans. If one team can be the dinosaurs, this is a day one purchase for me. <laughs> How would you do that, though? I don't care. I just want to be a dinosaur. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I want to be a dinosaur. Well, when you're playing Left 4 Dead, you have the horde, but you play as the specials. That's true. Maybe there are special raptors or T-Rex and stuff like that. Same thing with Alien Colonial Marines. So the T-Rex will be the tank. You know, we already saw how a Triceratops, (laughs) which doesn't make sense because they're like a pacifist. That should be the tank. (laughs) Yeah, I don't get how... Well, I don't know. Again, I don't want to know the story, so whatever. Moving on. Right. Yeah, so uh, the next one, I didn't really watch it. Uh, People love Ghostwire. They're talking about Ghostwire Tokyo. I don't know anything about Ghostwire. Uh, Wait, is this the one that just came out? Or is that something else? Oh, mm, I I have not heard that people love it. I've heard it is average, looks average for being on a PS5. um, And it is not as weird as it should be. But again, that's only what I've heard. I don't have a console to play it on, but it looks neat, and I would still want to play it because it's not just another shooter, but it is first person. <clears throat> what are you doing? Uh, Pickle disagrees. She's messing with cords. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't have a PS5, and this does. This is this seems like more of like... Again, I'm going to pigeonhole my friends. This seems more of a Chris game than it would be you or me. I don't so. think Chris would want to play this. I don't think he's into first-person stuff, really, is he? Well, I only say that because he's the only one with a PS5. So. Okay. <laughs> there we go. If you own the system and I don't, you get de facto to it. So there you go. Uh, I know he's going to play the next one, uh, which is New Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin Demo is out. So if anyone wants to check out oh, and destroy uh, chaos. Quick correction. Zombie Hunter says it's out four days from now. But, yeah, it's just the people that have... Uh, um early access or not you know review codes whatever they've been playing it so right right uh but yeah we got more i believe also with this uh with the stranger of stranger of paradise uh origin demo uh that demo i think you can play it and all the Mm -hmm. demo everything you do in the demo crosses over into the game Mm -hmm. so i like it when demos do that so again this is a character action final fantasy game it's not really for me I'm not really big on the newer Final Fantasy stuff. I like Final- the remake looked really good, all that stuff. Uh, I have zero zombie opinion. hunter. I'm just gonna let you know that fact checking this podcast will ruin it. So yep, uh, <laughs> and we also, also don't care. <laughs> yeah. Also, since Chris is not here, we're gonna get through the state of play real fast. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, all right. Let's just go through it. Uh, I don't know anything. What is it? World in Forspoken? I guess I don't know what Forspoken is. Oh, Forspoken is. Uh, let's see. New action pack trailer reveals fierce new enemies in a breathtaking open world, launching October 11th on PS5. Another PS5 game. So uh, yeah, another big. Op- I guess it's like an open world kind of game, kind of like uh, Horizon Forbidden West and Horizon Zero Dawn and all that stuff. Uh, Chris is probably gonna correct me, and I don't care. So. I'm trying to uh, streamline to the Gundam game 
Mm. We got <laughs> Gundam Evolution brings free-to-play FPS action to PS5 and PS4 in 2022. So okay. I believe... I was going to say Forspoken this... looks like it could have been a Platinum game that you might have been into, but all right, we're zipping over. Wait, was it you're made by Platinum? You're and shit. You're... No, I said it looks like it could be a Platinum oh. game because you're running around hacking and slashing. That's but true. You just want to talk about your goddamn that. mech, so go ahead, you weeb. Yeah. So, uh, uh, and everyone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like this was a Japanese exclusive game until it's coming over here now. Uh, but I'll get it says attention pilots of all skill levels. Online exclusive Gundam Evolution is coming to PlayStation Five and PlayStation Four in 2022. Claim victory on the battlefield in this new free to play FPS where players can pilot mobile suits from the Gundam anime series in six v six objective based combat. Uh, it's first-person uh, shooter of Gundam, and it's free-to-play, so it's probably going to be riddled with microtransactions, but if it is, I don't care. Yeah. I get to yeah. play as all the Gundams. So so there, um, I mean, of course I would, but what I thought of when I first saw this was there was a Gundam game on Dreamcast that was actually first-person, like one of the first games where you were playing as a mech in the mechs and stuff. Oh, really? Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it, well, it, probably because it was like Gundam... Zero zero twenty eight or whatever, so it's like the old boring ones. Not oh, it's not not yeah. wing, not any yeah. <clears throat> so not um, G no, Gundam, the best cool. Gundam. <laughs> yeah, this looks cool and you know pretty logical. Like why why wouldn't you do this? Oh, uh, correct. I guess um. Well, it says network tests for U.S. and Japan coming spring of twenty twenty two. So if you want more inv- more information, the logo looks really good. The logo reminds me of a Linkin Park album. <laughs> That's what it looks like yep. to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, But yeah, go to GundamEvolution.com. It says it's going to be on, on PS5 and PS4. So uh, the, the gun, what is it, the mobile suit Gundam games? Like there's a bunch of them on PS3 and PS4. The, those are like the third person Dynasty Warrior style games. Yeah. Uh, those are okay. They just kind of get boring after a while. You're just like, all right, it's the same thing over and over again. So yeah, it's insert character, yep. the crowd fighting game, basically. Uh, are you ready for this next thing? Because I don't think anybody saw this next thing coming. We got the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: The Cowabunga Collection launches this year. Hell yeah, dude! So. I I was not watching this live. I think I was either in class or I was doing something. Oh, no, I was in a work thing. Uh, but I saw this, and I was just like, oh, God, now I can finally play all these super fucking expensive TMNT games for yeah. $40 on my PS4. <laughs> Hell, yeah, you can. Um, I was trying to find a list, but silly me clicking on the link, thinking it would give me just a list, but it's just showing me screenshots. And well, it says yeah. uh, together we're it says together we're bringing all thirteen console and arcade games and their regional versions to PS4 and PlayStation Five in 2022. So uh, where is the oh, why I found did that list. Not? okay I found it, I found it, I found okay it. you got it all, all right, right go through it I'm gonna say Turtles instead of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles so um, you know yes uh, Turtles arcade game Turtles in time. Uh, Turtles 1 on Nintendo, Turtles 2, which was the arcade game dumbed down for NES, sorry, excuse me, Turtles 3 Manhattan Project, which is actually not too bad. I, I remember pl- fond memory, I remember fond memories of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's uh, an $80 game, I believe. It's a good, it's a good, it's a good game that didn't try to just repeat the arcade game, and it was gotcha. made for the NES, it wasn't like trying to downsize something. Uh, Turtles Tournament Fighters on original Nintendo, Genesis, and Super Nintendo. 
Holy shit, I'm so curious to play one of like three fighters mm-hmm. that was put on the Nintendo. Like Turtles All I'm or saying not, is I just want to see how the hell that functions. All I'm saying is in the there's going to be an art gallery in this collection. I want oh. they better have all the variants. So Oh yeah. Yeah, I was always bummed. I uh, will get into it another time. Um no, we need to do it now because Chris doesn't like TMNT. So. Oh yeah, I forgot he was a communist. Um, so <laughs> the uh, kind of yeah. <laughs> no, that was the first time I met you guys in person. I mentioned Turtles and Chris, not knowing him that well, he says like he said like, oh, I was never into the Turtles. I was like, oh, so you're a communist, and you laughed, and he was very confused, <laughs> and then laughed. <laughs> Um, oh, I love so it. So we got Turtles uh. in Time, the arcade game, and then Turtles in Time, the, the SNES version, which has, uh, they have different stuff. Uh, Hyperstone Heist, which is the Genesis equivalent. Um, Fall of the Foot Clan on Game Boy. Back from the Sewers, Game Boy. And Radical Rescue, Game Boy. And then it does have a note here, online titles, TMNT, Original Arcade, Turtles in Time, Hyperstone Heist, and Tournament Fighters. Fucking Finally. Those are probably the ones that you really, those are probably the only ones you really need to worry about being uh, yeah. online. So, and you know what? Before, what do you mean, finally? It, We've done it on stream before. <laughs> but, like, well, no, first of all, the Turtles arcade game, that would, never mind the fact that, surprise to no one, that was the first game I bought on my 360. That's the only mm-hmm. place it's been released on a console, flat out. Like, oh. that arcade. Well, no, I take that back. Well, as, like, the sole game, you can unlock it in Turtles battle nexus or whatever on the gamecube which like up until this that was kind of arguably my favorite turtles console game because you could play the arcade game on that with infinite quarters which i hope gotcha please do that konami please just have infinite quarters like nobody wants to or like have that an option you know um Mm -hmm. but what i will say about this and i'm gonna totally criticize some People that are more popular on the internet than us, I will say. Uh, a certain <laughs> pair of people that talk a lot about things, and mainly about NES games. Um, they oh. were, like, kind of excited about this. And I'm like, fuck you. You're in the same room talking about this right now. The biggest, best thing about this is everyone who's, like, in their 30s or 40s now that's moved mm-hmm. far away from all their neighborhood and college friends that they grew up playing these games with. Now we can just hop on our systems and scream at each other again and play these games oh. in a legitimate fashion. Wait, isn't the TMNT Turtles in Time arcade version the worst version? Uh, I think it. <clears throat> I think the SNES version has another level and maybe another boss or two or something. I honestly don't recall the exact differences. Well, the, I think the level layouts, because I played, I think I played, I remember... Man, Big Apple, when 3 a.m. Yeah, the so the music was definitely better, but like Bebop and Rocksteady are in different levels. I think the SNES version has uh, the two characters from the movie, and the arcade version doesn't. Uh, the Hyperstone Heist has either Toka or Razar. I forget. Toka and Razar are, are two bosses. I think, and it's not the first level because that's Big Apple. You got the big fly dude. So it might be like level two or something like that, but I think they in the arcade are a version is in the Technodrome also. 
don't know. It sounds like I need to replay them, so I can't wait for this forty dollar <laughs> yep. collection to come out. So, <laughs> so yeah, forty bucks is a. I mean, your people were like fucking steal. People were also like, oh man, it's so much. But the Konami collection for like Castlevania is twenty or thirty or whatever. And I that and, shit goes on sale all the time too. Yeah. So this will go on sale too. Yeah, the best rebuttal was uh, TJ Kitsune shared mm-hmm. a tweet with us of a guy saying people complaining about the forty dollar price tag and then show price charting of hyperstone heist which is like 200 dollars for one game yep. so fuck all y'all yep. this collection's a godsend for that Get compared fucked. to that uh it says this year i don't know if we have an official like date uh i don't think we have a date for um shredder's revenge either so they or if they do i forget i really do they might forget. do it in tandem but, pretty close to each other yeah it's gonna be a good year for turtle fans um the Game Boy games are not amazing, and not that I, I don't never knew. I don't think anyone was them. thinking they were. Uh, Fall of the Foot, I briefly remember back in the series, didn't play Radical Rescue. I recently played on the Game Boy that you made for me. Um, nice. And it is a the turtles except Michelangelo get captured, and it's a Metroidvania game. Wow, you must hate it. <laughs> yeah, it was dumb. I didn't know what it was, and I was bored out of my mind. Uh, You're like. Yeah, they're asking too much of me. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, that's uh, I could do a whole podcast about this collection, but uh, it's very cool that oh, we will. I mean, more than anything, I think the FGC is amazed that Tournament Fighters is on anything because that is like not a good game, but it's a great it's not, turtle. But it's fighter. a game that would it would always pop up in like so at. At, lo- at many fighting game tournaments, there's usually like a mystery tournament where it's just like completely random, where it's just like these games that are just like, yeah, this shouldn't be in a, this shouldn't have its own like spot on the marquee. But right. like I've seen tournament fighters, I've seen Primal Rage, I've seen like uh, all, or Primal, is it Primal Rage? I think it's Primal Rage. Yeah, right? Primal Rage. I've seen that on there. I've seen, I mean, I've seen racing games i've seen like uh japanese uh super nintendo dragon ball z games pop up like all this random shit pop up and tournament fighters would pop up consistently and mm. i'm happy that we have an easy way to play it now <laughs> so. yeah i'm i'm like i said i've always been curious to play the nes version uh so that's that's yeah because people don't think about that like there were five fighting games on the nes or something like 1v1 fighters or something and this was one of them what i was going to say about it i think it was released on game boy as well and there was uh each turtle had like i think leo was the nintendo version on the cover of that donnie was i think snes raf was genesis and then Mikey yeah. didn't get one. Raph was just on another one you so, were always mad <laughs> yeah I, I was just confused and but uh, it is what it is. But yeah, I'm 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 super pumped to play all these in a legitimate fashion, and also with uh, maybe catch up with old hometown buddies or something to play some of these. Um, yeah, I'm down. Considering I mean, the ones online, how much of a licensing deal this is, it's a really good deal. I can't get pa- I can't get beyond that. I will be paying $40 to support this. So. Yeah, I really hope it has a physical version because if Limited uh, yeah, does I anything think... or somebody does I... some collector's edition. I'm pretty sure someone... I thought I saw somewhere, and I have to double-check, so I might follow up on the next uh, on the next podcast, but I thought I saw that there is going to be a physical release on the PS4. 
but I can't. Oh, remember. I didn't see that anywhere. I don't know. I might have dreamt it, so <laughs> that's possible. Uh, I don't think they've uh, announced you... anything. I'm sure people are bake, making um, making fake box art already. That's true. I mean, Limited Run did it for the Castlevania uh, collection. They've done it. They'll they'll do it more than likely uh, if oh. they can get the rights to do it. And also, it's made by Digital Eclipse. They do no wrong in my eyes. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, Digital Eclipse. Is, they, yeah, they did people. the uh, they did that Blizzard collection. A shame it's yep. Blizzard, but great games on there. And the um, uh, Disney uh, afternoon, afternoon collection. collection. And I think they did the Mega Man Legacy collection. Uh, I, I watched Not for Resale recently, and that guy worked on that and the afternoon collection. That's all I remember. So <laughs> yeah, let me. I mean, I'll check it real quick here. That's fine. We can move on while you're looking yeah. for it. So. Uh, the other thing, the big thing I want to talk about is, and this one was one I was probably going to talk with Chris about, but we got JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battle R launching this fall, which, so originally JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battle Battle was a, uh, was a fighter on the PS3. I think it was only on the PS3. Uh, it might've been, I think it was only on people. Stop biting me. Uh, but Thank no, you, Ken, for this the interruption. One... I'm going to interrupt you. Hooray! Go Real ahead. quick. Go ahead. Uh, Digital Eclipse used to be known as Backbone Entertainment, so that's what I was thinking of. But they did do gotcha. the Mega Man Legacy, Disney Afternoon, Street Fighter, SNK, blah, blah, blah. Um, but as Backbone, they did like the... Ba- uh, the uh... <sighs> I just lost it. Whatever. But yes, they did those. You're done. Uh, done. Cool. But yeah, we get 50 playable characters from all the JoJo arcs. Uh, that's really interesting because the last time I played this was, I think JoJo Part 3 had just started airing. So I did not know a majority of the roster. Looking at a lot of the pictures in the, or a lot of the character roster pictures right now, I know a lot more characters now, so that makes me feel good. Uh, but it's a really solid, you know, 1v1 fight. It's a 1v1 fighter, but like, you can fight with your person, and then you have your stand that comes out and fights with you as well. So it's really cool. It's uh, it's split up uh, by, like, the arcs. So you have, like, it's kind of like a story mode where you'll go through and have to fight, like, certain characters from the story in order and stuff like that. Uh, but, no, no one saw this coming out of le- – I mean, this came out of a completely left field. Uh, yes. The biggest thing, the biggest things are, I think there's like nine new characters on top of when it was originally released in 2013. You obviously mm-hmm. get online. I think people, the minute people saw it, it was like, it was going to have rollback. And I'm just like, shut the fuck up. You're lucky you even got this. So, yep. <laughs> uh, but no, the game is really, really good. I prov- There's another game that came out called uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Eyes of Heaven. And that was a legit like stories crossing arcs crossing over into each other Hmm. where like main characters and main antagonists were like teaming up against other stuff. And it was the only reason I didn't play it is because I don't like to be spoiled on Jojo stuff Uh, uh, because hmm. I don't read it. I watch it because I'm a pleb. I don't care, but uh, no, this is exciting. I'm going to buy it as soon as it comes out. I don't think it even has a release date. It just says what fall of this year. I couldn't imagine it would be more than $40. I don't know. It might be a $60. I don't know. So we'll see. Uh, I would not know a JoJo's reference if it screamed in my face, and that has happened. And AJ and I (laughs) might have told you that story, but uh, let's just say MAGFest is a wonderful place, magical place. Was it Connor? (laughs) No, definitely not. Nope. (laughs) 
Uh, oh, that's why this year marks the 35th anniversary of the original story and the 10th anniversary of the anime adaptation. So that's a good mm-hmm. time for this game to come out or get re-released. So yeah, just says release in 2022. So I'm going to be watching for that. Uh, what else we got on here? I don't really know anything about Yomi. Battle uh, through hell. It's a black and white. Battle through uh, hell. Oh thing. yeah. Like it looks like it all almost be a Yakuza game, but it's uh, the it's know. like Kurosaro but, mode. Yeah. Not really sure how it plays, but it looks cool. Trek to Yomi. Yeah, if you, uh, I don't brand know. Brand new IP. Again, brand new IP. Chris will, I feel like this is kind of like Chris up Chris's alley a little bit. He uh, he really enjoyed uh, Ghost of Tsushima, so yeah. I still didn't sit down and play that game, but I need to, so. Uh, we get an update on Returnal Ascension, Ascension update adds co-op and Tower of Sisyphus mode. Uh, we get deal. I mean, that's really we got Valkyrie cool. Elysium. Which one? Co-op's cool for a game I haven't played. Returnal. You know, Returnal is that one game that I was like, I would play this. I don't have a PS5 because it was a PS5 only game. Uh, mm-hmm. it might be on PC. I'm not sure. So correct me if I'm wrong on that. But yes. it's very much it's a roguelike where it's very hard. You got to keep trying over and over again and all that. So it seems like it'd be right up my alley. Uh, but yeah, playing two uh, two player co op in that sounds great. And then Tower of Sisyphus sounds like uh, what was the tower in the Devil May Cry series where it's just like see how I'm high sure you can get it up there. Tower of Babel because everything's Tower of Babel in some game. No, I don't actually think it was Tower of no. Babel. But if Fox mm-hmm. Mac was here, he'd be able to tell me what it was. But it seems like that. It seems like how high can you get? How high can you get on the difficulty and all that stuff? Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I mean that's a pretty solid Valkyrie Elysium. I don't know anything about it, but let's look at. Oh god, I'm gonna throw up. Oh, Valkyrie Elysium is a series brand new, uh, brand new action RPG from Square Enix. Yeah, I can't cross. I can't <laughs> not that, talk that, about this one. That word's an oxymoron. I'm sorry, but it is Valkyrie that, Elysium. That fra- no, that phrase, uh, brand new action adventure game by Square Enix. Like they all, it's a Square Enix action adventure game. Like it's not. Sorry, that just doesn't. You don't. It's a it's that's a like brand saying, new that's IP. Like, that's like Platinum saying, like, here's a brand new action adventure game by Platinum. Like, well, that's all they do. But okay. No, that's that's not how that means. Like, no, it's like, oh, if this was like, it's not World of One Hundred One, for One Hundred Two. It's a brand new game that's like blunderful, blum blum blum. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's an RPG. So Chris is gonna love this shit. And it's made by Square Enix. So. I also just uh, want to say releasing. things to make Chris mad that he's not here. Yeah. It does look really cool, though. I might it looks fine. It, not anything I would touch, but I'm sure it's cool. It's very character action-y. I really like it. It looks cool. Oops. So, there you go. Uh, that's a pretty solid state of play. We got a little... It feels like everybody got a little bit of everything. Like, uh, I mean, the only thing there wasn't in there was shooters, honestly. First-person shoot. Well, no, Gundam. No, we got Gundam. Not, like, we didn't by... get Knack 3, so... <laughs> yeah, shit. A lot of uh, reasons to be happy to be a P- PS5 owner, I guess. PS5, PS4, yeah. Some well, most of the games I care about are on PS4. So I still <laughs> don't. I was so. just talking to a buddy, and he's like, "You don't have a, a five, do you?" I was like, "Nope, I don't have any." Don't have a reason. I told him I was like, "If Resident Evil Eight was gonna only be on that, that would have pushed me over." But I don't need Bloodborne uh, Two. Like, yeah, I don't. And uh, honestly, the Xbox is more appealing only because it has so much backwards compatibility compared to the mm. five. But still. But at that point, it's like I'd rather it's very have easy a five to too. 
Well, I'd rather have a five over the other one because I want to try all the platformers that are on there. But it's like, okay, yep. cool. So I just basically gave myself a reason to own each system. Well, that's a thousand dollars that I don't need to spend on those. So I had the opportunity to buy a PS5. Kenny got his hands on an extra one, and he's like, "Hey, do you want it?" And I was like, mm, "I can't justify it. I just can't." Nah. Like at my at the point where I need, I'm wanting to buy a new computer. I can't justify dropping that money on there when I could. I'm still trying to get a fucking 3080. So ha- no, I'm having I, fun with yeah. trying to find one of those. I need to get a so. new. Uh, um, thing PC. i forgot the name of not a new pc but a new um gpu something yeah gpu because this is going on five years now or so anything oh, that's PC like 45 going on five years, years and, yeah yeah my 30 uh my 1080 i bought i did not buy brand new uh well i bought it brand new but it had been out for like three years so uh even then and that was back uh, before we bought this house so that was at least three almost four years ago so i want to mm-hmm. say my gpu is probably in tech world, probably 80 years old. So, (laughs) but all right, let's see. Let's pull up the, the deck it. Scotty, you're first. You got to go um, see something pretty cool. Yeah. I went and saw the midnight last week, uh, which is why I'm wearing their shirt. That's what the cool kid does after he goes to a concert. He wears it, wears their shirt as soon as he's going to see people. And this is my only socializing in life right now. So here we are. (laughs) (laughs) I was Uh, not able to go. I had tickets to go see them in Austin, I think, last year or earlier this year. And I was not able to go, which sucked. I thought you have tickets again or something. I missed. No, I have tickets to I have tickets to dance with the dead at the end of April. I don't know. I thought you were, had a chance to see them soon, but so, but yeah, uh, I'll just. I mean, I don't have much to talk about, so I'll talk about this show, I guess. But it was. Um, I ended up going by myself uh, because, for one, Rachel and I hate the venue that they were playing at. It's in a real shitty part of town, and the if you're on the floor or like not, it's just not great. It's just bad. Um, it's and uh, and I. I, I did my research there was only one opener i was like let me check out the opener online and i did and i was like oh this is every other rmb billboard top or billboard chart topping thing i could fall yeah. asleep to um right and so skipped out on that eventually got there and uh i roll well okay so i was going solo which is fine rachel and i each go to shows by ourselves uh from time to time it's not that big i of saw deal. twerp and uh the proto men by myself in san antonio before covid so yeah um but so i still you know still had a ticket this was also on a wednesday so i wasn't really sure but i just hate my day job so i was like i gotta go to go i haven't been to a show in a little bit um and when i got there i had to prep the ticket on my phone and i saw it said balcony i was like oh i don't remember buying this but that was because it was for a tour that was canceled or postponed and then moved to this venue and Mm -hmm. blah 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 so i was like all right that's cool. I don't remember where this is in the venue in relation to the stage. But so I walk in and I look at the merch table. I'm like, all right, they got some stuff over there. I'll check that out. I'm like I go to the bar, get a beer, kind of just going through the motions of a show and like still kind of like ho-hum. I hate this venue. I'm by myself, <laughs> but I'm here because I paid for the ticket already. Um, yeah. And, Pessimistic, right? <laughs> yeah, very much so. But then I was like asking the guy that just scan my ticket i'm like do i go out here and up around to get to the balcony or whatever he's like oh yeah blah, blah, blah. And so i go up there and i'm like oh shit and immediately it's like oh it's warmer up here but that's i'll be all right and i'm like can't find my seat and then i do and i'm like shit all right i gotta sit down fast and was an asshole and cut in front of everybody 
And then I sat uh, down, and I'm like, I don't feel comfortable to drink this beer, so I'll just set that down and maybe grab some <laughs> sips here and there. Uh, not really thinking. Um, and then, like, but I took some pictures, and I was like, oh, shit, I think this is where we have to always sit when we see shows here, because it was... Perfect. behind it was you could just see the stage entirely like just the front of the pit um and it wasn't uh and it's a small enough place that you didn't feel super far away my phone sucks and so the camera yeah. sucked but so it, it, it looked farther than but you got I some good pictures was. but um but yeah so I, so i mean i rolled in late oh i didn't even mention this so like when i walked in looked at merch look got a beer and then the lights went down i was like oh i just got here just in time so i ran upstairs kind of missed the first song didn't really care um and then so i found my seat and sat down and then i was like i said this on my socials too but i really did not realize how much i needed to go to this show until i was losing my voice in every chorus and like just screaming and it was also great because uh, I think I mentioned before on this podcast that this was the second time the Midnight's been in Pittsburgh. The first time Rachel and I went, and it was like just a weird crowd scene that we are not part of because we're used to, you know, mosh pits and pop punk shows. And yeah. this scene was like fucking uh, moms and college bros double fisting white claws. Like it didn't make sense to what? us. What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> was like I soccer, there? <laughs> like, no, like soccer moms and douches, basically. Um, douchebags but so i was sitting so i was in a seat of the balcony and like not in front of me not the seat direct uh, caddy corner but the next one over there was definitely a mom who like as soon as i started belting out songs she like looked back and was annoyed and at that point it's like oh i'm singing to you tonight now (laughs) (laughs) oh you made a friend (laughs) ma'am yeah so because that's that's the thing i fucking do not care what who is around me you paid your money you like you can fucking sing to the band if you want to yeah i'm singing and screaming and yelling dude there was one dude though there was a couple of rows in front of me like he was ready to marry tyler and i forget the other guy's (laughs) name at the midnight like you could tell i mean i'm no i think he was having a religious experience because at one point no singing or no there were no hand gestures from the band like telling the audience what to do but he just had his hand in the air like praising the midnight Um, (laughs) praise the lord (laughs) yeah but so but the thing the big thing is though like and and um and this is uh uh, nothing against rachel she didn't want to go because they're more their music bores them bores her and the show last time was kind of boring like it's super chill uh Mm. new i didn't even mention to the people that don't know the who the midnight is it's new wave synth um and it's uh, it's one of those shows you want to pop an edible and go to so (laughs) maybe but the um it's two guys that write the synth music and one dude the way we saw them last time it was three guys on stage lined up next to each other uh if you're looking at the stage on your left would be a guy on a drum machine and i think his name is tyler it's probably the only reason i remember his name and then the other guy who's the main vocals um is on guitar and then they had a saxophone a saxophonist so that was the last time we saw them this okay. t- and it was kind of like awkward because there wasn't much of a stage setup either so yeah. three dudes and like and whatever this time this yeah it's a lot tyler had an time. actual drum set uh i i'm gonna have to look can you look up the other guy's name so i don't just keep saying whatever but um thank you so but uh they were a five piece this time instead of a three tyler piece, so. lyle Hold on. Uh, composed of Atlanta-based singer-songwriter Tyler Lyle and singer Tim McEwen. Tim, that's it. Okay. 
Tim's Tim the main and Tyler. Face. Yeah, Tim and Tyler. Uh, so Tyler had an actual drum set. Tim was still on guitar, but they had a uh, a lady on bass and wait, drums, guitar, lady on bass, a saxophonist, and then another guy on guitar. So they had a five piece. So the energy was just completely different from the last show. So it was an actual full band. Like, Did Rachel regret? <laughs> No, but, um, you know, of course I'll say this, but what mattered most was that there was an actual drum set there this time, I think. And okay. with that energy Especially and for everything. You. <laughs> yeah, that, well, that's what I said. Like, anyone would say, of course I'd say this. But, um, uh, I mean, the saxophonist was a star of the show, hands down. Uh, really? And, oh, are you kidding me? You've heard their music. Every song yeah. had a saxophone in it, but he was yeah, just wailing I, on that thing. I love a sexy sax, man. Like, <laughs> Yeah, so, um, yeah, it was great. Yeah, they they were really good. Uh, they played my two favorite songs back to back, which is uh, Gloria and Comeback Kid. So that was really really cool. No, oh, nice. Um, they did a an encore, of course, and the last song they play is Sunset, which is the one that everybody drunken screams. Um, and they played a new song, which normally it's a fifty fifty shot. Whenever a band is like, we're writing an album, you want to hear something new, and yeah. it's either like, I don't know this, and I don't think I like it. Uh, yeah. This was the other half of that where it's like oh i want to hear the rest of this album like now because okay. it was really good uh it was did they it was play little... anything off of the kids album yeah they played uh america 2 and they had wave or i forget which one is an instrumental because i i only ever listen to their songs like in the backgrounds i don't know the names of most of them but um gotcha. fair enough <laughs> yeah but they played stuff off of the horror show uh good and red Ooh. was fucking sweet um nice and uh they they played a lot like because it was only one opener and them so they played a good bit of their catalog and and i grabbed the shirt that i'm wearing and um i i stupidly waited till after they were done to grab a vinyl because they were sold out of the one i wanted and i realized Mm -hmm. after the fact it was the re-release with bonus tracks whatever i got the cd of it (laughs) um whatever you gotta tell yourself scotty (laughs) i didn't need to well, I also didn't need to spend that much money, so... Um, I don't need it. <laughs> yeah. So it was really good, and I was really surprised that I... Because they are... It's a chill form of music. It's not um, the pop-punk, upbeat, insanity that we normally go to. We're going to see Reliant K twice this weekend. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> I, I've never, never heard someone say that. So <laughs> well, we're seeing them in Ohio, and uh, they're like half the oh. reason Rachel and I are actually together, so... Yeah. Um, I've, I've seen yeah. them more than any other band probably. So I kind of got over them at one point, uh, cause their gotcha. styles changed so significantly and yeah, long story, but, uh, mine's MC Chris, which by the way, he's going on his last tour this year and I'm trying to, he says it's the last tour. Yeah. Uh, they always but, say that. Uh, he's going to be in Memphis. So the, sh- the place he usually went to in Little Rock closed down. So I guess he can't like book another place in Little Rock, but, uh, the show's on a Sunday night, and I don't care if I'm going to go by myself. I'm fucking going. So, <laughs> Yeah, Reliant K is Saturday in Pittsburgh this weekend, Sunday in Ohio. So I called off Monday because I said, fuck them. Yeah, fuck that. Uh, so, if it, but if it was 10 years hours ago, away I wouldn't. Me. But, well, yeah. Ohio's two hours away from us, so yeah. Um, I might stay at my brother's house. So, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I the show was really good. And oh, when it was over, and we were, I was standing in line for merch. This one big dude, uh, like ran down towards the stage, 
when they, they were cleaning up and stuff and there were just people lined up for merch and I just see this one dude run to the stage. He's like, I got a Sharpie. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And he had a couple members of the band like sign his arm. And uh, I bet and you I he got like, it tatted. Well, I was like, I guess that's, I mean, that was my first thought. I was like, okay, he's getting a tattoo, whatever. Um, and then and just I like, saw, <laughs> well, and then as I was walking to my car, I saw him and his buddy outside and I was just being a goober. I was like, so you're getting that tattooed? And he's like, oh, and he was clearly very drunk. And um, <laughs> his his logic was I he, he was wearing a black T-shirt, so they couldn't sign that. So he got his arm signed. And I'm like, but and he also didn't buy anything. So I'm like, what the hell are you doing? You could have <laughs> but, bought like a two dollar sticker and got him to sign it. <laughs> yeah, anything. So but no, it was funny. Uh, it, I don't know. It was cool to just like it's been a while since I've felt good enough after a show to talk to anyone that i don't know also um but it was just a good positive energy show and uh good it was nice to yeah it was nice to wail along to that and uh they i realized like during the show they are to synthwave as like anamanaguchi is to chiptunes for me like anamanaguchi is my favorite chiptunes band but they're not like one of my favorite bands but like you know any, I, I, I can never say I have a favorite band or a favorite, definitely cannot say I have a favorite song ever, but throw me a genre and I'll tell you what my favorite band is yeah, in that genre. So, yeah. I mean, Rush is my favorite prog rock band, so that's about as far mm-hmm. much as I can say on that one. So, we can and go then, that uh, all day. <laughs> yeah, no, but it was fun and you should see them when you can. Uh, I mean, they're torn for a while. To. They haven't been along, right? They, haven't been around for a while, but it doesn't seem like it with how much production they put into uh, their music. He said about synth music. Uh, and um, <laughs> I don't know. The Midnight just creates a really cool world with all their album art and stuff. It's like it's like yeah. on 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 par with, you know, Yes album covers or something like you can see like, oh, this is part of a lore that I don't know, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, just the last one, uh, what is the last album? Is it called Blue or whatever? The last full album was Monsters, but they also put it... That's the thing, is like, this band has not stopped. They put out two EPs during the lockdown uh, between uh, the horror show and then the the combo of them and an orchestral group uh, re-releasing stuff on an EP, so... They do it while they got the momentum. That's what I say. Yeah, Monsters was their last full album, though. Monsters. That's the one with Deep Blue on it, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one where the cover is just like, this looks like it should be in 19... What is it? Well, they they thread the needle of, like, is it 80s? Is it 90s? Like, it's kind of... A lot of their covers look like it could be like, oh, this looks like it's from the Drive universe, like the movie Drive. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. on the other one, you're like, okay, then it just straight up looks like an 80s arcade. So, Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are talking about Mayday Parade 14 times for Sailor Corellia, Amity Affliction, four and three years for Raven's Quill. I think I got Jesus. you guys beat on Newfound Glory and Reliant K, but, you know, who's counting? Oh, hot, hold on. Hold on, let me adjust my glasses and just clean off my fingernail. <laughs> yeah, that's Jesus. what we all do. Nice. Uh, and then uh, something else. Um, I had a weird yeah, experience. Uh, so I went to Warp Zone. And I got uh, this bad boy, Sonic the Hedgehog. What is it for the audio? True Blue. Okay. Uh, okay. It's called Sonic the Hedgehog True Blue, the best of Sonic the Hedgehog. 
and it has 21 tracks. It's essentially a greatest hits of Sonic music up through the mid Wii years, we'll say. Uh, okay. So, and I was listening to this and really digging it because, yeah, why do I need this? But also, the thing that I was singing along to this butt rock crap and stuff that's not we butt all rock, do. like. Like the Sonic CD, I forget about uh, the song You Can Do Anything, which has the chorus of Toot Toot Sonic Warrior. Hell yeah. Uh, if you know, you know. Um, and it's very fun. Um, Super yeah. Sonic Racing is a chorus on here. Oh, nice. Uh, Burn that for one, me. <laughs> one, one that I skipped right over was the Sonic X theme. Um, what? <laughs> yeah, that's that's where we got Gotta Go Fast from. So thank God for gotta that. go faster, faster, faster. <laughs> yeah, great. Corey knows that one. Hooray! I only uh, know the, that part of the but song. Like, on the back, there's no way this is gonna focus. Oh, it did. Uh, oh, it, it says did. Sonic X theme. I read it real fast and thought it said Sonic Extreme and got way more excited than I should have been. Because um, you're perpetually stuck in the '90s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I was listening to it, and one track comes up, and I seriously got like a cold chill, and I was like, "Oh, why am I uncomfortable all of a sudden? What the hell is this?" And what? and I look on the liner, and it was um, seven rings in hand. So it was from the Sonic and the Secret Rings game, the worst Sonic game I have played. And yeah, that's I, real bad. And it it all came flooding back to me. But that's never happened to me before with music. And I was like, "Whoa, I don't like this. Like, is this PTSD somehow?" <laughs> um, Just so, have flashbacks of the war. <laughs> well, like. But I wasn't so have you so you know of that one? I wasn't sure if you would have experienced that game. Well, that's at all. from the storybook series, right? That one was yeah. from like the game from Black uh not the Black Knight. Or no, it's uh Sonic and the Black Knight, uh the Secret Rings. I can't if you were to put a gun to my head right now and be like, name something specific to that game, I can't I couldn't. But I just know the fr- I know the cover. Uh he was holding a Wiimote and uh, had a flame on his chest. That was the yeah, cover. That's how um, I know. That's the only thing I know. <laughs> Yeah, so Sonic and the Secret Rings, I was excited for that because the last 3D Sonic game we got before that was either Shadow or Sonic Forces, and I didn't bite into any of those Sonic Riders games. Um, so Sonic, Sonic and the Forces? Secret Rings... Sonic Forces was not back all the way back I there, meant to it? say Heroes, but okay, my <laughs> world up. Um, hey, That's well, fine. I got you on the corrections. <laughs> yeah, gee, thanks. Glad somebody's here to correct the Sonic people. Um <laughs> Those that don't know about Sonic and the Secret Rings, you it's on the Wii, and I don't have anything that looks like a Wiimote in here. Um, but you hold the controller. This is a flashlight, I swear. You hold the controller sideways, like you would for like the NES Virtual Console games or something. Right, and yeah, yeah. And Sonic and the Secret Rings was a on-rails running game. And so Oof. you hold the controller sideways, and you know how you jump, Corey, in this game? You want to guess you how jiggle. you jump? You, you gotta shake it straight yeah. up. You have to whip oh. it straight up. Fucking stupid. No. And so no. the game looked cool, and um, all I can remember is there was a dinosaur level, of course, right now because we were talking about Dino, of course. not Dino Crisis. But you would, um, you couldn't go back, or you could go back if you like held the Wii mode backwards or towards you a little bit, but you couldn't. The game was made to let you go forwards. It was the first Wii game that I like almost fucking through the Wiimote through the wall because I was so stressed at this game. It's so fucking bad. And 
Yeah, I'll say it's the worst game I ever played. Worse than Sonic 4, because at least in Sonic 4, you can run left and right like a normal Sonic game. This one's not a normal Sonic game. So I was getting chills from the theme song playing. Like when that popped up through my car stereo, I was like, oh, I don't like this. I'm skipping this. Why am I skipping this, though? What is this? And then I go back and I'm like, oh, fuck. It's that Wii game. <laughs> like, Make my dreams are Something like that. That's what all of them oh sound God. like. I'm showing uh, the the trailer from TGS 2006, and oh, good. Wow. There's a he does. Why does he have five. fire coming out of his chest? That's part of the story. Fucking whatever. Okay. This was the uh, this was the days when every new game on the Wii had to have the character holding the Wiimote or showing yeah. it somehow or whatever. Was this the or last on the Wii, one that came out in the in the storybook series? No, this is the first one. The second one was Black oh. Knight, and then the other one didn't get made. Well, that was supposed three. to be an Arabian Nights, right? Or something like yeah. that? Yep. Oh, man. This game's horrible. It looks oh, good God. because you can't see how to play it. Yeah, the kid looks <laughs> like he's having fun, but he's not actually playing this game. He's just so. convulsing is what he's doing. <laughs> they just yeah. like, we got to film it, film him. So, so fucking bad. So fucking well, bad. Well, this is also the Japanese one, too, I think. So it's going to look, uh, most of those Japanese ones look a lot different than the American. The American one was probably super edgy. Cause the commercial, Sonic. you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry. 2007. I graduated <laughs> high school that year. <laughs> Great. Oh, I will not say where I was in my life, but uh So Scotty yeah. has officially uh, experienced PTSD. So <laughs> Yeah, it was very strange cuz I I legitimately had never had that experience with music or mm. like something that I didn't understand why I was reacting the way that I was. It was it was a right. a genuine um reflex. So, you know, kind of like when you have your, everybody has their tequila moment. Oh, God, yeah. So. I can't, I, no, I don't drink it anymore. So, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, well, I mean, my week wasn't, I didn't do much in my week. I haven't uh-huh. done much lately. It's trying to just like, you know, transitioning into this new job that I've accepted. And But I did sit down. I made time to sit down and watch some movies over the weekend. Uh, so we sat down. We watched Turning Red. Uh, Turning Red is the new Disney Pixar movie. Uh, it's about a, it's like coming of age. Like basically, the main character May May is uh, thirteen. Mm-hmm. She has a very, it's a very uh, Chinese. I think Cantonese is what the subtitle said. The language was always talking, and uh, so it's very like uh, her, her mother's very domineering and stuff like that. And so she's just trying to have fun and be a kid. And her mom's like, no. And then they're just like, oh, by the way. There's that Tamagotchi down. The Tamagotchi, yeah, the Tamagotchi was pretty cool. There you were parts tell like when it took place because it was of supposed that to be two thousands, two well, like the early two thousands. Like, but Tamagotchis weren't big then. Oh yeah, they were. Uh, like in the early 2000s? still yeah. easing into. Depending on where you are, uh, they they lasted definitely longer than they did in the states, uh, and they're back that's again true. now. So that's also yeah, why so, we're uh, confused because they're like back now along with every other 90s thing in the world so it's like is this present day because they're also acting like kids present day but they don't have uh it was confusing well, we just the had to ignore the, that and then start enjoying the movie yeah the beginning i think fleshes that out that it is early 2000s because there's flip phones and all that stuff so mm. uh but yeah and uh what was i gonna say i had it and then i lost oh it takes Make place my in toronto. dreams are born yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> it takes place in toronto uh, and basically, May May comes. It's basically a coming of age tale where at first you're like, 
oh, is this movie supposed to be a, a personification of like a girl hitting puberty and having that time and all that stuff? And I did like how the movie immediately, once she turns into the panda, because she turns into the panda because it's like a family curse slash blessing. Uh, uh-huh. That's the first thing her mom is like, oh my God, it's time. And she like pulls out all these pads and everything. And the yep. movie makes it's like, that's not what this is about. It kind of yeah. is, but it's not that on the head. Like, I was very surprised to, to see any attempt at discussing a girl's period in a Disney movie. So Yeah, I, I would have thought it would have been weird if they didn't. Like, the movie was called Turning Red and all that, and everyone was going to talk about it and all that shit. But I like how they addressed it. Uh, I love The movie was great. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I did get where a, a lot from the main characters, like the way her mouth animated. I got like Wallace and Gromit vibes. I don't know if you ever watched. Oh, Wallace I thought and she Gromit. looked well. Yeah, I thought like uh, stationary mode. She looked like she was Steven Universe almost. Yeah, I will say she looked a lot better when she got the red hair. I did like it when she got the red. <laughs> yeah. Hair. So yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, the movie's really good. I, the 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 Korean girl, like Abby, she's the best. The little. <laughs> The goblin. She was the one that was oh, always wearing yeah, purple. Yeah, I couldn't tell what nationality she was for a little bit because she was just screaming all the time. <laughs> yeah, she was great. She, I loved it. I loved her. And then Priya, she was great because she's just, she's gonna be a goth when she gets older. It's one hundred percent. So, mm-hmm. uh, but no, it's a heartfelt movie. It got a little. The boy band stuff made me laugh because it reminded me. It always reminds me of Bob's Burgers when the boys uh, for now. Yeah, boys. Uh, no, They've it's Four it, Town. So- <laughs> well no boys for now is in bob's burgers yeah bob's yeah burgers. i know i know i know um yeah. i will uh, i will stand by that of all the made-up fake boy band things I, I think bob's burgers has done it the best by now oh yeah they're the best what is it uh what's his it's name boys for now boo boo uh, or is it yeah boo. i want to punch him in the face i want to yeah. slap his face yeah <laughs> first episode he was voiced by max greenfield who's schmidt and new girl so i loved that i don't think he stayed as oh though, nice but... yeah no anyway the, what the are they called good. four town Four town, yeah, four town. But there's five of them, so (laughs) that was the joke. So, Mm -hmm. Uh, but no, it's a really good. I don't want to get too much into it because it's a fairly new movie, and I don't want to spoil anything. But it's good. Uh, I, I don't think I liked it as much as I liked Onward. Onward had a little bit more of like, not really a personal connection because I haven't you know lost my father, all that stuff, but. I, I connected with it on a little bit more of a level, like because I have a younger brother and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. But this one's really good. I think it's a really good movie for. I feel like there's, a, especially with COVID and everything, there's probably been some domineering parents that need to like learn to let go and let their kids be kids and all that stuff. So it's it's mm-hmm. really good. Uh, I think it's like an hour and forty five minutes, and it didn't feel that long. Like it's a very well paced movie. Time. Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, I did like. I, I liked uh, it too. Yeah, it was fun. It was one of those movies where I was like, "Oh, maybe we should do a Static Zone podcast episode." And then I watched it. I was like, eh, "I don't think there's enough here." Like, no, that's <laughs> yeah. And I, I felt like you were like offended when I told you that. Or no, I was. Well, I was like, you, you said you hadn't seen it yet, and you're like, "Could it be Static Zone?" I was like, "Uh, I mean, we liked it, but I don't know if I have anything to it was say okay. about it." So yeah, yeah there's yeah. It's fine. I feel like I feel like the Mitchells versus the Machines. We could say a lot more about that in, in an episode or something like that. I really like that movie. That's uh, three movies that I would recommend. Three animated movies that I really liked in the past couple years would have to be Onward, the Mitchells versus the Machines, which actually got a Blu-ray release, which is funny because it was a Netflix movie and it got a Blu-ray release. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, and then we got Turning Red, which it's unfortunate because Turning Red went. You can't see it in theaters. It's only on Disney Plus. So yeah, same with uh, I forget whose mind I blew in the Discord with that fact, but also Luca and something. I want to watch Lucas. I want to watch. Onward Luca. was Disney Plus only because it released as the pandemic was starting. Yeah, uh, I think they took it out. It it either got retracted from theaters or it was out in theaters but they're like ah shit no let's put it on disney plus so i think it was supposed know, to be a... theater only and then it, they were like Maybe. they realized yeah so which uh, is a weird no, thing because it shows like do they not have confidence to put this in theaters or are they trying to get people to buy disney plus or like what's going on i don't know like there there's so many other things that are releasing like just because we're still like surprise people we're still in a fucking pandemic like, just release yeah. it in theaters and release it on digital. Like, let people have the choice. Yeah. Like, that's how it should be going going forward anyway, I believe. But I mean, yeah, well, yeah. I was going to bring up The Matrix because I was super pissed that... Encanto. That's what Sailor Corellia said, Encanto. Is that the other one? Yeah. yeah that, uh, I've heard that one's really good, too. Yeah, there's. you're going to cry when you watch that. Uh, maybe not as much as Coco, but not you specifically, anyone. Um no, I like the Matrix Revolutions Four. Matrix Four. Yeah, Matrix um, Four. There you go. It like I decided the weekend that Rachel was out of town. Uh, I'm like broing it up, you know, solo bro time, and it's like I feel like watching Keanu Reeves in the Matrix. Let's fucking do that. And like Saturday, I was like, all right, let's go. It's on HBO Max. I've still got that stupid service for some reason. I loaded up. Oh, it's not on HBO Max anymore. It was on yesterday for the last time. I'm like, fuck you. And I'm like, okay, what theaters is it playing at? Oh, this movie's been out for a month. And it's got like, uh, it was Sunday. So it would have been Scrubverse recording day. So what Mm -hmm. were the show times? 11 a.m. or 8 p.m. I'm like, fucking cool. I'm not getting up early just to see this movie. (laughs) So I guess I'm never going to see it. Because you had already seen it, right? Or have no, you I've not never seen, seen Matrix 4? Oh, okay. I was deciding then. Like, I had recently watched 1 and 2 amongst lunch breaks. and I watched Red Letter I Media's thing about it. still have not seen 3. Or no, I did. I think I fell asleep every time I tried to watch the third Matrix. But <laughs> that, the that point sums it is, up pretty good. <laughs> the point is, it's not on digital, and theaters is like slim picking. So it's like, I don't know if I'll see Matrix 4 until it gets a fucking physical release, I guess. Or gets a physical release and is out on streaming again then. Why would they... T- yeah, just leave it on the streaming. Like, I that's don't know. so stupid. I don't know. I don't know. So dumb. Well, uh, We also just I'm terminated not... HBO Max, by the way. We also I mean, HBO, HBO Max is out of all of them the one I would probably keep just because of the Adult Swim shit. So. <laughs> oh, no. We just... Uh, we use uh, Rachel's mom's well, cable cable provider info to log into the adult swim app Uh, smart man smart man so there you go uh another movie i watched i'm not going to get into too much detail because we are going to be doing a podcast on this one is not for resale and uh not for resale is a documentary by i believe it's i don't know if it was just pat contry but it's the contry code kevin j james yeah there you go uh, and it's a documentary about, I think it was back in 2000, it was filmed around 2018, right? I yep. think that's when it was filmed. And it basically gives the rundown on like what the state of the retro, like collecting, not so much, I mean, collecting and the just storefronts and like how digital, 
like is basically like taking over and like how it is convenient but like sometimes you just want that physical media and just going into a store and how how these people that run these stores especially the mom and pop stores not we're not talking GameStop and shit here we're talking the mom and pop stores that are like this is their life like they've been in business 5 10 20 years and how they have to deal like i mean they were like one of the things i do remember from it is like uh the guy from North Carolina he was like, people ask me all the time, I'm going to open up a retro store. And he's just a retro collect video game store. He's like, don't do it. Like, do not do it. Like, mm -hmm. especially if there's already one that exists in your city or in your town. Like, don't. It's very specific. Like, like Pink Gorilla <laughs> Games does well because it's in fucking Seattle. And, like, well, they have because all... because of Metal Jesus. Metal Jesus. They have two lo locations. They have a lot of stuff. They start do. I think they started doing imports not too long ago. So they got stuff coming over right across the sea, like from Japan, coming straight to them and all that stuff. Uh, but no, it's very, very good. It's a very bittersweet movie. It's like once you start watching and all that stuff, you're just like, this is kind of sad. Like we're, I mean, it's the reality is what it is really. It's the mm -hmm. reality of what we're living in with the retro. But out of all of that, I do realize that I only live six hours away from the National Video Game Museum, so Hallie and I are going to make a weekend trip out of that. Nice. Because uh, I believe the All right, finally. Finally, the movies I'm recommending are, are altering. What do you mean, finally? Life. I like making contact. <laughs> no, I'm, 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 uh, uh, it's, it's. Are you secretly working for the National Video Game Museum? <laughs> no, it's altering your life. Now you're making plans. Oh, is that what it is? Outside of watching, you got some ashy ass hands, man. You need to put some lotion on your hands. <laughs> oh, could you hear uh, how dry they were? Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's really good. Uh, if you, you should go check it out, you can find it. Uh, I think their website is not for. You just Google "not for resale." I bought the Blu-ray copy, yeah, which find gave it. me That's, <laughs> type "not for resale movie." Top, yeah, not for resale documentary. Unless and, you're looking uh, for every uh, gross-ass stickered game that says not for resale on the cover. Uh, but I think I spent 30 bucks. I got the physical Blu-ray DVD and a digital copy. Copy. Uh, if you just want to get the digital copy, I think it's like eight or nine bucks. So uh, it's not bad. It's a very good not movie. Bad. I really like it, and I could see why it's so much of a comfort movie for you because I could see myself just putting it on and just listening to it. Cause... Yeah. And, Chris, hey, if you're trailer. listening to this... The Pat Contry's only in it like four times, so you're fine. <laughs> yeah, just don't watch one half of the two commentaries they have. Uh, you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. But no, in the trailer uh, then, for it does have the midnight in it. That's pretty cool. I forgot about that. Oh yeah, I need yeah. You're you're right. So, uh, but I will say that one guy from I think Manhattan or New York that is a fucking accent. I'll tell you Salem. what. Salem, <laughs> Salem. That's what it is. Yeah, because. Uh, He's got that little dog, and he's it's Game Zone. That's the place it's called. Game Zone. And, uh, that guy, yeah. that guy had a little bit of a tragic, not tragic. I mean, it is a he's got tragic, he but. he tells a story. Yeah, go yeah, he uh, tells a story. Go watch, watch this it. movie and listen to the Static Zone podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get into because we're gonna dissect the movie or the documentary a lot in that one. We'll break everything down and all that. So, uh, but then other than that, I've been playing Elden Ring. Uh, that's a shame. I, I can't fuck you. <laughs> that game is fan fucking tastic. It's so good. It's just it is very much it feels like just an open world Dark Souls. Like it is just yeah. it's so big. It's so big. I was uh watching uh I watch a Twitch uh streamer, his name's Barber's King, and I was talking to him. I said, Hey, uh, what kind of build do you recommend for a new player? He goes, Anything. 
Just play the game. Play it however you want. He goes, the game is fan-fucking-tastic. He goes, if you want to be strength, be strength. You want to summon play? You want to summon stuff? Summon stuff. He goes, play it however you want. Just immerse yourself in it because this game is hmm. so goddamn good. He's on his fourth playthrough already. Like, he loves oh that game God. so much. I've never... Like, I don't know. I don't Except know, man. Like I just I've, played RE3 for the fucking whatever time. Yeah, you can't say anything. Not that. RE3, like, RE2, <laughs> RE2. But no, no, I just hit super. Yeah, I don't. I. I you I'm also not don't like medieval stuff. Either, I'm not going to bash a lot, but I've never been less interested in something that everybody's raving about, which is fine. It's we not should my get. Deal. They need to make a Dark Souls like based in space. That'd be uh, fun. Man. But no, it's really really good. I'm about ten hours in, and I feel like I haven't even scratched the surface on anything. Uh, again, I was doing a fight today where I was just like, I think I died 25 times, but. It's that it's that feeling. It's that feeling where I was like, "All right, get me back in there." Uh, I was streaming it last night, and I was having this conversation with my chat, and I said, "Someone said, put me back in, coach. That's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Like, get me back in, coach. Put me back in there." Or there's sometimes like, you get that magic pixel, and then you get killed. Like they're down to that little bit, and you're just like, "That's bullshit." And then you think about it, you're like, "I got too greedy. That's exactly what happened. Like, I got too greedy." <laughs> and it's the same thing that happens more, in Mega Man uh, games for me. I got to oh, it, yeah. Mega Man is one of those games where if you get greedy, you're gonna get punished. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but no, I am. I think I just I'm in the arcane area right now. So that I will say I know you're not big into it, but so first thing I saw these things, I was like, oh, these are spiders. No, they're two hands put yeah. together that are cut off at the wrist. And it forms one big one, and it moves like a spider, and it shit it it shit in my pants is what I was about to say, because <laughs> like, uh-huh. I went oh I was on stream I said oh I do not like this at I all no dude I can't even do the tarantulas in Resident Evil anytime I'm in one of those hallways and all you hear is dunk, 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 dunk. I don't know if this is gonna pick up on the mic. A little bit, all, a little but, bit. Uh, but I'm just like, fuck, 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 fuck. No. That's what I do every time I'm in a hallway that has tarantulas, mm-hmm. giant tarantulas well, in Resident Evil. I think so. I would have rather them be giant spiders. Because at least I'd be oh, like, oh, yeah. my fear is justified. Like, it's, you know, that's people are scared of spiders. The two fucking hands put together, and then when it's stationary sometimes, like, it'll rub its other finger. Like, it's Yuck. just sitting there. Like that's And then, disgusting. like, the middle finger. The middle finger has a ring. So the, there's small ones and there's big ones. Oh, fun. It has mm-hmm. a ring. Yeah, let's that will keep sh- describing them. <laughs> I'm going to. It shoots Fuck out, yeah. like, a, a spell that if it hits uh-huh. you, it, it, it traps you. So then it gra- runs up and grabs you and squeezes the shit out of you. I don't like. Yeah. Then they hide underneath the ground, like those uh, spiders that jump out underneath the ground. And mm-hmm. I was just like, fuck you. I don't know if George R. R. Martin came up with these, but fuck you. Like, there's no this... fucking way he did. No, no, he came up with the fucking falcons with swords on their talons. That's a fucking thing. Oh, okay. It's legitimately just a falcon with two swords grafted onto their talons. And it just swings around and attacks you. I was like, this is fucking stupid. I hate this enemy. So, mm-hmm. no, the game's great. I'm having real fun with it. Uh, I believe Kenny, I, he came into the chat last night and uh, he, he was said like, something yeah. right now about hand enemies. Yeah, he don't he don't like the hand enemies either. But he was like, I beat it. Finally, 130 hand- hours. So hand enemies. <laughs> no, I'm I excited. Like, I also can't do that. I This is, again, nothing against the people that do that. But I... I the game that made me think this was Project Cross Zone, 
But I was yeah. like, I cannot fathom. I, I don't understand how people put over 100 hours into things like this. And But I, I legitimize it with I'm a really slow reader, so I can't zip through all this text that's happening in the game, oh, which I, I know yeah, is I literally the story in the Souls games um, or the lore or whatever. So I, I don't understand how people can do it. I really don't. So, but that's, I think with me, it's just like, I mean, I used to play MMOs, so like I'm used to wasting time all the time. So, uh, but no, I'm loving it. Uh, I will say it's a very accessible, I don't know if it's as accessible as Dark Souls 3. Dark Souls 3 feels like the like, all right, baby's first Dark Souls, like do Dark Souls 3. It's the most user friendly and all that stuff. Uh, but Elden Ring's very, very fun. It is, it's just fucking beautiful. Like there are just see it's just got I'm playing on PS4 and it's just goddamn beautiful. Like it's it's very mm-hmm. very good, and I could see myself. I'm I don't usually do new game plus or like do a second playthrough on Bloodborne games right away or not Bloodborne but Dark Souls games uh, right away. But I could see myself playing this one right again right away afterwards. Be like, oh, I'm just gonna do a straight up arcane build this time and just use all magic because I'm just going. I was like big sword do big damage. Like, <laughs> yeah. so what it was is I was like, I had this big ass fucking sword and then I have mm-hmm. a shield and final boss, uh, final boss versus on Twitch. He came into my chat and he goes, Corey, you're not embracing the full unga. And I was like, no, brother. you're right. So I said, he goes, what you got to do is throw that shield off. And I was like, you're right. So I threw that shield off and just two handed this weapon. And I was like, I'm not guarding anything now. We're just going to roll and swing. So yep. here we go. <laughs> Berserk style. Uh, basically there's guts's sword is in the game so i'm trying to find it so uh but no i'm having a lot of fun with it uh it's very frustrating but it feels good for me so Mm -hmm. i'm cool with it that's uh uh, i mean that was hotline miami for me is it was the uh one more try that was on sale recently and that the that game gets fucking hard um but it's good uh so and I, i was gonna you're like i might do new game plus and i'm over here i'm like oh i just did new game plus on Resident Evil 3 Remake, which is a two-hour game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's easy to do that, so... But I did... Uh, actually, I did do that, and I think part of it was a pride thing. My second time through, I got a B. Uh, B as in Bravo, for those that are listening, that might not sound B as in bad. <laughs> B as in... I, the first time through, I didn't even get a grade, so fuck them. I've you know. never gotten a grade, so... <laughs> well... I'm bad at it. You see me, I shit my pants when I can't... I can't play a Resident Evil games fast... I wish that I I forever regret that on uh, after one marathon, uh, a friend of the sites I've been on, T-Bone, and Rachel and I were hanging out and just playing Resident Evil Code Veronica, and we did the battle mode, and Rachel's like, let me play, let me play, and I was like, wow, there's, the controls are weird, because it's tank controls, I don't know if you know those are. Hold my beard. Yeah, she was like that. T-Bone was so patient with her, but I was just like, oh, God, I'm losing my mind. I wish it had been... I wish it had been filmed because tank controls do not make sense to, like, 80% of the human race. And she was... Yeah. It was just a... It was a lot of Claire doing this. (laughs) Yeah, just pointing up and down and left... Just pointing straight up in the air. Yeah. But no, that's... I'm not insulting her. I was just... It was just... It was like, yeah, this is what tank controls are, everybody. (laughs) You gotta give her... You gotta give her props for that gusto, though. She's just like, give me that shit! Like... Mm -hmm. So. But I'm glad you're enjoying Elden Ring. I just, I'll just never touch it. I, it's not my. It, there could not be a game further from my style of game. Uh, unless I still you throw like Bloodborne more. Sports into it. I still like but Bloodborne it. more just because I like the very Eldritch, 
uh, Cthulhu-esque like theme and like the gothic horror and all that stuff. So, and also Bloodborne's a more aggressive game. It it rewards you for being gr- aggressive. So if you oh. get hit, hmm. you have a shadow like health bar that if you attack the enemy right after you get hit, you will regain your health back. So oh. it incentivizes hmm. you to be aggressive. Like it's funny because there's one shield Sounds in the rhythmic. game, and it's a wooden plank, and it's just like this is useless, is what the item description says. So, oh. <laughs> but uh, no, that's pretty much all I've been doing. Uh, I've been streaming some more. I got, I got, I got a bunch of stuff pickups. I got my, I got Kirby Planet Robobot. I got Metroid Samus Returns. I got a bunch of. Uh, Japanese N64 games because I modded my N64 to play those. I got another batch on the way. I got like $85 worth of uh, Japanese, like good titles, like Super Smash Bros., Star Fox, all this other stuff. I could, I got it for 30 bucks. I couldn't pass it up. Mm-hmm. Like, I chased the deal on that one, is what I did. One of those games was Mickey's USA uh, race game. Tracing, the, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's like a $15 game. So. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, that's like half the fucking library is racing games and um, mm-hmm. no-name platformers. That's pretty much the N64 library. That is true. So I almost found uh, a... Uh, it's San Francisco Rush is the best on the N64. Mm-hmm. I was going to yeah. get a title or a copy of that, but then I saw my brother still had his, so I might just borrow that sometime. Snag it. Yeah. People don't believe me when I say it is a collectathon platforming racing game. Because <laughs> it is. I, I, I can see that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do we need That's to take cool, a break though. or do we just want to go right into the next uh, segment? I got a whiz. All right, we'll take a quick it'll little be, five ten minute one. break. Yeah. yeah, we got actually we actually got a couple questions too, so we, let's go ahead and take a break. So yeah, there's no news, but we got to pack one, pick one. That's and then right. N sixty four versus Dreamcast. Make sure you fucking stick around for it. Oh, I didn't know that's what it was, but uh oh, sh- shit, Chris, you fucked up. You fucked up. You're gonna get whatever we don't pick. That's how it's gonna go. So <laughs> we'll be back in a bit. Stick around. We are back. We're back with March's uh, Pack One, Pick One. This is going to be a real fun one, but we do have something we need to address first. So people are probably wondering uh, why the logo has been changed and uh, all that stuff. Uh, we just want to let everyone know we're going to make this announcement on Twitter or on yeah on Twitter as well. But for people that are listening now, uh, Eddie has parted ways with Scrubverse. Uh, he has a lot of things going on in his personal life that are needing his attention. Uh, most like most, I mean, it's his job life, just life in general. We all know how that can be. And he knows that he realized he wouldn't be able to, uh, dedicate the time that, uh, he wanted to, to the podcast. So he decided to part ways with him or part ways with us. Uh, we're all copesthetic. We're all good. We're all on, uh, speaking terms and all that stuff. So I don't want anyone to be like, Oh my God, there's drama or something like that. No. We're all good. He's always welcome back. He's always welcome back as a guest. If he ever decides later down the road that maybe he does want to venture back into being a Scrubverse partner, that's a conversation we can have. But he's still a friend of the podcast and a friend of us. So he's. Uh, we wish him the best of luck. Uh, he's got a good game plan going on, so hopefully he can get that focus and he's good. He's going to take care of himself, which is number one priority with everybody on this podcast. So. Salutations to you, sir, and good luck. So he's never getting my jail pop now. No, he never has to listen never. to the podcast anymore because he doesn't have to edit it anymore. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, no, we we will also announce on Twitter an official announcement, uh, and then later at the end of the show, we got a couple announcements specifically to Scrubverse that we're going to give you guys the update on and all that stuff. So, 
so this week, this week is pack one, pick one for March. Uh, Chris isn't here. So the stipulation on that is he gets whatever is left. So now, since Eddie's no longer in the running, uh, we're going to be having 21 choices now. And we're all going to get seven choices out of those 21 potential choices. Does that make sense? Um, so, yeah. Okay. Uh, for this, though, are we going to just you and I pick ours? And then at the oh, end, yeah. everything else goes to Chris? Oh, yeah. Or, oh, okay. yeah. That's we're going right. to get the first picks. We're going to and we can also well, pick. I, well, I'm, I meant the other way to do that is you pick. I pick. We pick for Chris. You pick. I pick. We pick for Chris. But yeah, I mean, which one do you think would be better? Uh, The one that would screw him over more is if after we're done, he gets everything else. I'm fine with that. Yep. <laughs> well, and it's not his fault that he's not here. Really, it's his internet service provider. It sucks. I told him. I told him he'd be great if he just calls in right now from his phone and be like, "Listen, bitches, I'm still picking some." <laughs> he's well. He's in the chat right now. He's probably gonna be like, "This is what I'm picking next." Oh, so, is he? Oh, hey, yeah. Chris. He, he he just said fuck in the chat. So this is what he was waiting on. Uh, yeah. But I believe well. so. This is our third edition, Scotty. I believe you've gone first. Yeah, I have. Oh, I don't know. Chris oh, yes. has gone first. Yeah, oh, because your first my pick Aladdin was, shirt. Fuck me. Your first pick was Aladdin. So yeah, I'm pretty sure Chris went first last time. So he said, "I'll jump on the fucking phone." No, you're not. We're not allowing this. No, this is here, what you get, right. Chris. <laughs> look, you'll get. I'll give you two to pick. All right, here's one and two. <laughs> <laughs> Audio listener Scotty put up his middle fingers. So. <laughs> garbage he can't even we spell garbage garbage right, so, <laughs> so what i was gonna say is we could also just be complete assholes and pick anything that we knew chris would want to have so yeah. but i don't think <laughs> yeah we're gonna do him dirty like that welcome to the, this is the most active chat's been all night <laughs> yeah chat, shit. chat hasn't been saying shit during the news section during when we were talking about ptsd no now they're talking this is why we got to keep this segment every month so right. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to go first this time. This is a hard... We're going to run through all the list of games. So the theme this year, or this year, this month was originally, I think, H2O helped us out, and he said he gave us 20 games that were the best games on either Dreamcast or N64 uh, of their respected genres. Uh, I don't know. It's a bunch of bullshit. It's N64 versus Dreamcast is what it is. Yeah, so. the two most uncomfortable first-party controllers against each other. That's right. That's exactly what it is. So uh, our list of games that we have, we're going to run through it uh, on the tier makers list that we have right here. We have Unreal Tournament for Dreamcast. We have Jet Grind Radio, also Jet Set Radio for Dreamcast. Banjo-Kazooie Kazooie for N64. Un- bless you. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> Garbaji Kojui. So, uh, Quake Three Arena for the Dreamcast. Uh, we have Tony Hawk Pro Skater Two, which was technically on both systems, but that's still fine. Um, we have Skies uh, of Arcadia. No, wait, did you say two or three? Two. Oh yeah, two was sorry. Two was on. Yeah, it had a blue cartridge on N sixty four. So we have Skies of Arcadia on the Dreamcast. We have Perfect Dark on the N sixty four. We have Grandia 2 on the Dreamcast. We have Rayman 2 Great Escape, which is actually on both systems as well. Uh, Speaking of PTSD. Beetle Adventure Racing. Don't know why that one's on there, but sure. Uh, I think that was on N64. I don't know if that one got on Dreamcast. 
I've never played no. it, so I can't say. I'm going to reserve judgment. That's so, like a, it's sitting behind me on this shelf that looks like shit. That's a good game. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we got to record that. That's a good game. Uh, we got Virtual Tennis for Dreamcast. We have Soul Calibur for Dreamcast. We have Blast Core for N64. Uh, this was the extra one that I added on there because it had to be on there. We got Sonic Adventure for the Dreamcast. We have Conker's Bad Fur Day for the N64. Marvel vs. Capcom 2 for the Dreamcast. Danky King 64 for the N64. Ooh, uh, GoldenEye uh, 007 GoldenEye for N64. Resident Evil Code Veronica for the Dreamcast. Super Mario 64 for the N64. And The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time for N64. How about this? I I will make I will make Oof. sure. I don't know if Scotty will also make sure. We'll at least give Chris Ocarina of Time because I don't want it. So, oh, does he really like that one? Uh, I think he says it's like one. Besides Breath of the Wild, like he really likes Ocarina of Time. Okay, so, but we'll give Actually, him that. Yeah, one. Bear with me a second. I'm gonna open up Word doc because I realize I can't cross things off in text edit, and I hate that. So okay. I'm gonna lag out as Word opens. I'm sorry. That's but fine. You I'm going talk about any of the titles or something. Yeah, I'm trying to count here. So we got one, two, three, technically four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. We got twelve Dreamcast games, and then I guess the other nine would be N64. Yeah, we got more Dreamcast games on this list than we have N64. That's uh, that's bullshit. <laughs> Mm. Hey, you made it or something i mean well Did yeah you? we'll see i didn't make it h2o oh. made the list so that he got off of metacritic so oh <laughs> who made this list uh h2o said that he pulled it from metacritic so besides sonic adventure let me see exactly what H2O said. When he sent me this list, he said, Top Dreamcast and N64 games by ranking on Metacritic and game rankings. One game per franchise and no sports or racing titles. Which, he says that, but Beetle Adventure Racing, is that not a racing game? Yeah, that's a racing game, so I don't know. I muted myself, uh, sorry, yep. We can either blame it on H2O or we can blame it on Metacritic. So <laughs> Blame it on the game. I will say that there is a lot of rare representation uh, well, on this fucking I mean, list. They were a strong uh, company. I mean, Conker's Bad Fur Day, Banjo-Kazooie, Donkey Kong 64, GoldenEye, Perfect Dark. Uh, there was another one that I didn't know that they... Oh, they made Blast Core? They did um, uh, that one I can't remember now where you're fighting bugs. Um, uh, har- body harvest. Dog. Nope. There's a oh, dog. Oh, jet for uh, jet force jet Gemini. Force Gemini. Yep. Yeah, I actually have that. That's not a good game though. That <laughs> I've watched that recently. <laughs> it's not a great game at all. Yeah. There wasn't a all single right. game that was on the list that was under ninety. All right, you ready? All right, yeah. I'm gonna go first. I'm picking Banjo Kazooie. Like I gotta Whatever. pick Banjo Kazooie. That's my jam right there. Uh, yep. Uh-oh. All right, you're up. All right, well, we've got to play it close to the vest, and I'll just take it, Sonic Adventure. Oh, okay. Scotty's going to get Sonic Adventure. That's, you know, to no surprise, maybe surprise, I don't know. Like, that's the game I can always go back and play, so it is my favorite Dreamcast game. And not not saying that it's the best, or that it's even a great game. Brings you the most happiness. Yeah, I can just always go go back and play it. Bring back Chow Garden. 
All right, I have a lot of power right now. There's only two <sighs> fighters on this list. Ah, yes, Skies of Arcadia. No, Chris can fucking have that game, and it's 30-minute load screens. I don't give a shit. Oh, my. <laughs> but we got Soul Calibur and Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Mm-hmm. And I know... I. Uh, no, he he doesn't care about MVC two. I know. I oh, does he that. not? Does yeah, he I not? That. Yeah. Okay. That means he's then I'm going. <laughs> no, I'm going to confidently take Marvel vs. Capcom two. Then, like, All right. <laughs> I'm going to take that. I need me a Dreamcast game on there. Uh oh, we got double rows now. But, All right, but, you're up. Uh, um, man, yeah, rare is half the reason to own an N64, or they were, or whatever. It really is. Um. Uh, you don't have Soul Calibur 2 on this list, Chris. You have to act mm-hmm. like this list is the only games you own. <laughs> Man, Ooh, am thinking. I just going to go through the Dreamcast choices first? I feel like that's what's going to happen here. I mean, I can't. I didn't expect anything less. So. Yeah, I'll just I'll do Jet Set. It's a love hate. Jet but Grind. I'll do it. All right. Yep, whatever. Whatever they call there you it. Go. Oh, boy. Everyone's like, oh, Corey, don't you like Donkey Kong? Not Donkey Kong 64. That's a bad. It's too much. It's too too much. much. It is too much. Welcome in, backhand cam. Uh, I think I got to go Super Mario 64. That's fine. I've been starting to learn how to speed run it. So, I mean, (laughs) so there we go. I mean, I already got the equivalent of that with Sonic Adventure, so, you know, here Basically. we are. Basically. There we go. Yeah. Now, I have to think here, because I don't want to do... My gut was like, oh, Unreal's pretty good. Go with that one next. Remember, uh, we have seven choices this time, not five, so... Yeah. Because I do want to... Uh... I don't need to worry about variation, or variety. I just pick what I want. Yeah, yeah I should just I go with my point. gut. That's the variety will come that. at the end. Like, you'll see your variety that you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I'll do Beetle Adventure Racing next. Wow. Okay. <laughs> it's a good racing game. I need to check it out then. I don't know if I have it. I don't think I have it. Spoilers, I have, like, a bunch there's not of... much variety in the vehicles because they're all Beetle uh, bugs. Oh. They're all Herbies? Still, so... <laughs> they're all Herbies. There's different types. It's just a... It's it's a fun... I liked it. Maybe oh, it hasn't aged well. This is... This is tough. You know, the last marathon was the first time I actually got my hands on with virtual tennis. Oh, yeah. And Mm -hmm. I really like, I I hate playing tennis in real life, but I really like tennis games, whether it be Mario Tennis. And I thought it was only Mario Tennis that I liked, but virtual tennis was my fucking jam. Also because it works with the fishing rod. So. Oh, yeah. Pro, yeah. But, oh, man, we got a couple fishing rod games actually here. (laughs) Yeah, I'm taking virtual tennis. Nice. Yeah, that was a uh, virtual tennis. I played before Mario tennis, and Mario tennis was a lot of fun. But virtual tennis was—I don't know—the simplicity in it. You know what makes me really fucking mad is that mm-hmm. yes, I wish I love Eddie. I love him, but god damn it, he has Chrono Trigger and fucking Alien versus Predator on his list that yep. no one can touch anymore. Yeah. Well. <laughs> oh man. All right. Uh, that in mind, Soul Calibur. 
Soul Caliber. The pole still one. burns. The pole still burns. Uh, so I am I going one, two, to take. Okay. Yeah, this should be my one, two. This will be my fifth. Uh, I'm going to take Gotta Perfect think. Dark. Perfect Dark That's is a fine. better I 007. I, I missed the boat on that because the Dreamcast was out then. So. Yeah, the Perfect Dark came out in the uh, late life cycle of the N64. If it would have came out earlier, like granted, Grant Kirkhope made the music for Golden Eye, and it's really good and it's it's fun. But Perfect Dark is better. Perfect Dark is a better uh, remake. If we're going, I'm thinking of mul- multiplayer. So. Isn't some sort of remake happening of that or something? Something like that. I, I feel like there was a remake at like on the three six. No, there was a remake of Os of Golden Eye. I think on one of those systems. Anyway, anyway, you're up. Uh, crap. Um, Rayman Two is an okay game, but that last boss was one of the worst final bosses. One of I watched the best, that stream. <laughs> one of the best examples of the devs gave up. They were out of. <laughs> they were out of gas. Was that the, the lava one the where you kept flying around? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I muted my mic because I could not. I was so angry that nothing positive was coming out of my mouth. Like I yeah, muted was, the mic because I was getting yeah, so. Yeah, it was rough. It's so bad. Needless to say, you're gonna get that one, Chris. Um, <laughs> so uh, what do I? So I've got three more to pick. I've got three more yeah. to pick. I do really like Unreal. I do really like Quake. I think there's more to do in Unreal, so we're gonna go with Unreal Tournament. Heard. Uh, I'm taking Tony Hawk. I like Tony Hawk games. Chris has a problem. He enjoys Rayman 2. Have you played that whole game? He pr- it's a I good mean, game. It's not a bad Chris game. Plays like, like, Chris plays trash, and he enjoys it sometimes. So I don't know what my problem is. I guess I should just be the shitty platformer dude on Mega Visions because I played through Croc <laughs> and hated myself for that. I played through Rayman 2 and hated myself for that. But I'm glad I finished them because they're both games that were... Oh, my God. Just good, but not. Chris is gonna make like a, make out like a bandit here, and he doesn't even know it. <laughs> yeah, that's whatever. Uh, what did what did you pick? Uh, fuck, I got Tony. got Tony Hawk. All right. Yeah, I, I thought you were gonna get it over there. Uh, I mean, I played Tony Hawk. I played the shit out of it. I could still mm-hmm. play Unreal. I could still play Tony Hawk though. What do I? I mean, I have one, two, three. All right. So for audio listeners, two more, the, two more. the remaining the remaining choices are Quake Three Arena, Skies of Arcadia, Grandia Two, Rayman Two. Blast Core, Conker's Bad Fur Day, Donkey Kong 64, 007 GoldenEye, Resident Evil Cold Veronica, and Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Cold Veronica. Cold it's Veronica. Oh, I thought All you right. said cold, like chili. Oh. Is that what you Oku want? Cold Veronica's back. Nope. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> I thought that's what you yeah, wanted. Yeah, take it off there. Uh, I just picked a shooter, but GoldenEye's also good. It's fun. And uh, I'm going to have only one more pick after that. It's Slim Pickens. And I don't Ooh. care about Bad Fur Day. I definitely don't care okay. about 64. Blast Core, I did play in the Rare Replay, and the controls are rough. Um, Grandia um, never touched. It? Skies of Arcadia, I enjoyed what little bit I played of it. It does have a really cool world. Um it does. So I think for the sake of variety, I'm going to toss Skies of Arcadia in there. All right. I thought Chris was going to end up getting that one, but I'm not picking Grandia, so he can have that one. So uh, I am going to go with 
That's not uh, Blast Core is not a shooter, Antichrist. He said all N sixty four shooters have rough controls. I mean, most of them do. I think uh, this is a tough one. This is a tough one for me because I either want. I think what I'm, I've narrowed it down to three. And I one of them's loose. I don't even really know why there's a third option there, but I've narrowed it down to Conker's Bad Fur Day, Quake Three Arena, and Donkey Kong sixty four. But the problem with Donkey Kong 64 is I haven't played it in years, and I kind of want to play it again just to give no, it a second you, chance. No. You have but, Mario. Well, I'm wondering if you don't go collect-a-thon with the game, how bad re- is it really? You like, still have to play as like every character to get through certain parts, and it forces you, and you can't change into true. those characters anytime. You have to go to the certain part of the level where you change You have to go to character. the barrel and jump into the barrel. And also, yeah. I'll remind you that on Burgle My Bananas with Giant Bomb, back in the day, they spun a mystery wheel. One of those options on that wheel was to completely change the game and play Mario 64 instead, because that's how much they were hating DK64. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, I've recently played Quake, and I really liked it. I never played Quake as a kid, and Quake is really, really fun. We had really a lot fun. of fun with that. Or you guys Quake did, is I really think it was fun. sleeping. <laughs> but Conker's Bad Fur Day also has a really good multiplayer mode. Yeah, probably. I did not touch that one. Uh, to clarify, we're not talking about Live and Reloaded. Somehow, I heard that somehow that version was worse. I don't know how that works, but uh, yeah, I never played it. I I just kind of I just played with that. I think I'm gonna go with Quake Three. I'm gonna go All Quake right. Three. All right, Scotty, you got one choice left. You, you got. I'll send you a mouse and a keyboard. Yeah, please. So you got one choice left, Scotty. What you, what's it gonna be? Yeah, I don't care about Grandia. Rayman sucks. Blast Core's too hard. GoldenEye's good. Ocarina of Time is okay. But I have Sonic Adventure. Yeah. Honestly, I don't care what else I get because I got Sonic Adventure. Uh, right. But... Take GoldenEye. Mm, hold on. It's either... My three that I'm narrowed down to right now are GoldenEye, Ocarina, or Code Veronica. Oh, um, I thought we were going to give Chris Ocarina, but you're like, fuck that. <laughs> you could be, well, I mean, th- again, this is your choice. Yeah. So if I take, and now I'm looking at what I take, what is Chris going to have? I mean, anything, uh, he potentially, out of these, he will have either Grandia 2, Rayman 2, Blast Core, Conker's Bad Fur Day, he's getting Donkey Kong 64, Resident Evil Code Veronica, Ocarina of Time, or GoldenEye. He will be one less of those games. Okay, so I guess what would I always be able to sit down and play? Zelda, Claire, or James Bond? Hmm. I don't know what, I don't know how... Yeah, I don't know how Resident Evil Code Veronica is, but I feel like you not taking a Resident Evil game is weird. It's one of the weaker ones, uh, in my opinion, but it's still good. Um, it was the first one to have a first-person mode. Like, I mean, you you're telling me things the... on. You're telling me reasons why you should pick it. So. <sighs> nah, but I like it. You could go. You could play. I would. Uh, fuck. Goldeneye. <laughs> Goldeneye. All right, there you go. Yeah. All right, so walking away today for this month, I'm walking away with Banjo-Kazooie, Marvel vs. Capcom 2, Super Mario 64, Virtua Tennis, Perfect Dark, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2, and Quake 3 Arena. Scotty is walking away with Sonic Adventure, you're welcome, Jet Grind Radio, 
Beetle Adventure Racing. I honestly yeah. did not think that was going to make a third round pick, but sure. Uh, Soul Calibur, Unreal Tournament, Skies of Arcadia, and Golden 007 GoldenEye. And Chris is walking away with Grandia 2, Rayman 2, Blast Core, Conker's Bad Fur Day, Donkey Kong 64, Resident Evil Code Veronica. Scotty's holding up his copy of Beetle Adventure Racing on N64 right now. I actually, I need to look through, I look through a bunch of my... But yeah. There you go. Uh, He's getting Resident Evil Code Veronica and Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. So I don't think, for Chris not being here, I think he got a pretty good haul. Yeah. It's not too bad. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's put all these there where they go. And we'll learn that his opinion no longer matters since he enjoyed Rayman too. Yeah. All right, man. These lists are getting pretty big, and we expect to do these for the rest of the year. So. Oh, good God. So there we go. These lists are going to be huge. We might need to. Maybe huge. we need to go with 15, list, 15 choices instead of 21 choices. <laughs> so. Uh, but no, I think that's pretty good. Uh, we don't know what next month's going to be. I don't even know what next month's going to be yet. Uh, the first month was, what was it? Super Nintendo games. Uh, uh, it was games that were not packaged with the system. That's right. The was second the one was arcade cabinets or arcade cabs that got, were originally on console. No, they were originally arcade cabs that got ported to console. And then this one was basically top N64 versus top Dreamcast, according to Metacritic. Uh, so now I guess we got to figure out what we want to do. We probably need to start dabbling into the PS. I don't know. We need to think of some themes. We have some done ideas any handheld around. stuff. Yeah, we need to do some handheld stuff. I think Great. every Pokemon game. Hooray! Well, I mean, Can we, we do, do handheld like, and just remove all Pokemon. I mean, we could. I mean, it would be, it would be more interesting. I think maybe instead of, I think having Pokemon's in there. Fine is fine, but you don't have to do all three from like if you if you're gonna do a Pokemon, you got to pick one game. Like if we're gonna do Game oh, Boy, yeah, you can pick mm-hmm. like Pokemon Red, like that's what you're gonna get. Yeah. And if you pick Pokemon Red, it means either Pokemon Red or Blue. So you know you get both, hypothetically. Gotcha. So, uh, so we could do that. Handheld games. There's a lot. Game Boy. You got Game Boy Color, Game Gear, uh, Neo Geo Pocket Color, Neo, Neo Geo, Geo Pocket. Yeah, we got a bunch of stuff. We need to get some obscure shit too. We don't need to get all the, all the Pico the games, Sega Pico, Game Wave. Oh the fuck you in the Game Wave. So, uh, but no, we're gonna do this uh, every month. So we'll figure out something by. I'll work with H two O. We can work with him and see what we can do. Uh, we could also work together. Maybe we just. Uh, uh, in H2O, I'm telling you right now, don't make a list until we tell you what to make. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> because we need to agree on something because it's getting to the point where we all need to like be like, oh, we got to come up with some ideas and stuff like that. So, uh, But no, I think this was pretty good. Our lists are looking pretty good. Uh, we will start sharing these on social media every week now that the lists are getting large. And we can, I, I feel like what we can do is like every, because we're only going to do this every month. So we can be like, all right, who's got the best collection overall this month? So it's going to constantly mm-hmm. change on Twitter. So be on the lookout for that on Twitter. So, we also haven't even done PC, but I don't know if that's even a realm that we should. I mean, the I'm best big, big into, box PC game. I mean, I played a lot of, I mean, you can't space pinball that's the best pc game so <laughs> i don't even know what that is that a genre or a game it's no it's a it was a game that i think got was on every windows xp computer 
Like it was just oh. pinball that was space themed, and it wasn't that great. So oh, I'm sorry. I already f- I just thought of the best PC game, Descent. Descent. Oh no, Minesweeper. There it is, right there. Whoops. Yeah, <laughs> that separates the boys from the girl, boys from the men. So, uh, all right, moving on to the next segment that we got because we need to wrap this up. It's getting pretty late. Uh, Scotty, if any, uh, you know what, Scotty, ask me this week. Ask me about questions this week. Uh, what are questions? And where should they be asked, Corey? What happened to your balls, sir? <laughs> you gotta I, the... <laughs> left them in the glove compartment. A beetle. All right. All right. <laughs> yes. If you want, if you want to ask us questions, you should join the fucking Discord. Uh, audio listeners, you can go check out our link tree. There is a link to our Discord on there. Uh, H2O in the chat has already showed the dis- uh, the link there. So, yeah, if you're going to do that, well, you can get your questions asked on the podcast, and the first one's going to sound like this. Uh, let's see. Matt, or no. Uh, Zombie Hunter asks, Magic the Gathering, Yu-Gi-Oh!, or a Pokemon trading card game? If you had to play one of them for the rest of your life, which one would it be and why? Uh, I'm going to broaden that to any card game. What card game would you play for the rest of your life? If you could only play one. Crazy eights. So just regular cards. No. (laughs) (laughs) You could choose Uno. Oh, I was if. Oh, no. If we were going with those three, I was going to say the Pokemon game because I tried playing Magic a couple times. It bored me. Never got into Yu-Gi-Oh. That was after my Mm. time. And I did get into Pokemon game and it made sense to me and i enjoyed what i did play of it so the game boy the game boy game is really fun a pokemon trading card game and i haven't played the sequel that i should too. play that uh but the art on the pokemon cards are great like they just look really good oh they uh i would say they range from what the fuck is that to this looks really good because well, you got that balloon pink pikachu uh, well there's some that are just like oh they just took a picture of a figure in some dirt like <laughs> like hmm. that's what they did but then there's like this extravagant art on another one. You're like, all right. Uh, mm-hmm. So you're going to choose Pokemon. I'm going to go with Magic the Gathering. Even though I have a lot of hate for some of the standard and some of the meta and stuff like that. I, I like Magic the Gathering. Some of the mechanics are stupid, but I still have my burn deck that I'm able to play in modern. And I'm just like, all right, you're going to do all this combo shit. I'm going to three to your face, three to your face, three to your face. I win. So <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Uh, it's the one i always uh i don't know what that means (laughs) it's the one deck that i have that's almost foiled out like i've just been slowly buying foil replacements for it so it's fun i like it to your face mean though uh so in magic the gathering you start with 20 life and uh lightning bolt is an instant speed card which that means you can play it basically at any time as long Mm -hmm. as you have the mana it's a one red mana and it does three damage to the opponent or target creature so, so that's it only pretty does three good. damage. Oh, I thought three damage is not much. No, for well, three damage for one mana cost is really good. Like if it was three damage oh. for two mana cost, that's a little less wor- little less good. But that gotcha. whole deck is just about burning your opponent's face or burning mana. creatures to get your cur- creatures through. Mana is energy in Pokemon. <laughs> correct. You are correct, sir. That is what it is. <laughs> Uh, but no, in Pokemon, you have prizes. So once all your prizes are gone, then you lose. So, And then Yu-Gi-Oh, they just took 20 life points and added like two zeros to the end of it. So now you have like two that, Or no, it's like you start with like four. I don't know how Yu-Gi-Oh is anymore. That shit's stupid. So, <laughs> But all right. 
uh, next question we got. This is going, Ray, uh, Alicia Ravensquill asked specifically, this is going to be a serious question. Uh, uh, she says, so we had the preview of Hogwarts Legacy this week, which has no input from J.K. Rowling, and then the news about Moon Studio, who are the creators of Ori series, and the allegations of misconduct by the two heads of the company. Both teams are incredibly dedicated to their games, but the problematic behaviors of the creators are hard to ignore. My question is, where do you draw the line in supporting a game? I don't know, because I don't know... Uh... The only thing... The thing that popped into my head was immediately the band Lost Profits, and if people know, then they know I do not support or listen to anything by them, even though one of the best shows I've been to was uh, 18 Visions, Midtown, Lost Profits, like one of the best shows I've been to, but fuck. Um, yeah, just look it up if you really feel like feeling like shit uh, what the lead singer of Lost Profits has done, um, but I can't support yeah. anything. They even rebranded. They even, uh, they the whole band started another band. Called the Found uh, Profits? Still <laughs> there, yeah, good one. There's the, there's the episode title. I don't know if um, yeah, that's a good title. <laughs> I don't know. I don't profits. know if they're still doing music. So, but like that, I don't like. I like have deleted their stuff from my libraries and stuff like that. So, um, and unfortunately, that's there's other stuff that's come out with a lot of bands, and it's a reason that I don't get a band's name tattooed on myself. Uh, yeah, because you learn things eventually, or whatever. Um. In, in terms of games, uh, the yeah, I guess I guess it depends. I yeah, I hate going with that answer. I'll I just give it, another example it... though, and it's real. It was really hard for me to decide. I really liked Duke Nukem 3D, and mm-hmm. then Gearbox released Duke Nukem Forever, mm-hmm. and then we learned about all the bullshit with Gearbox and basically the fact that. Borderlands 1 and 2 are good games because the money was taken from Colonial Marines, from Duke Nukem Forever, and put into the production of Borderlands 1 and 2. So I hate those games, and I hate Gearbox for that. Well, also Randy Pitchford sucks. (laughs) Well, I was getting to that. Then I learned, ah, I shouldn't really hate them because a lot, you know, Sega okayed a lot of that shit, aside from Mm -hmm. it going to court eventually. Uh, again, look all this up. We're not going to get into it, but we might have um, covered it at one point in the early episodes. So maybe with the weekly, what's Randy up to? Um, but <laughs> Randy, but, you're yeah. the illest. <laughs> but then I learned instead of hating Gearbox, oh, Randy Pitchford's just kind of a horrible person. And yep. then it's like, well, shit, I really fucking like this Duke Nukem. I'm a sucker for commentary on stuff. And when games started adding commentary, that was crazy. And they did that in the last. Uh, anniversary release of Duke Nukem 3D and for a little bit I was like fuck I don't know if I want to buy this because Gearbox has the Duke Nukem license now 3D Realms Mm -hmm. is just kind of sort of there I ended up getting it I ended up platinuming that game because I like the game more and they didn't they added some stuff but Mm -hmm. you know how much did X Y and Z have to do with whatever I don't know it's just it's so confusing well um, this this gets brought up a lot especially unfortunately in the gaming world right now but i i'm a very big i love stand-up comedy i really I, I believe stand-up comedy and impromptu comedy are two of the purest forms of comedy out there uh i really like it to the point where i'm i've actually been looking into 
at, you know, pursuing maybe doing like a 10 minute stand up, like writing it out, tr- performing it, seeing how it would do, you know, all that stuff. Uh, and the first thing that always comes to mind is the Louis C.K. scandal. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's just like, man, because Louis C.K., like a lot of his shit is very, very funny. A lot of his stuff is very good. Uh, but that whole thing is like, because when I, I had a conversation with Fox Mac when all of it happened, my uh, Fox Max, for people that don't know, is my real life buddy. And uh, he, we, we brought it up, he brought it up, he goes, so did you hear the stuff about the Louis C.K. stuff? And this was right around when it happened. And uh, I was like, yeah, but like it was only such and such. And he was like, yeah, but if we say that, where do we draw the line at? I'm not going to get into specific details. If you want to look it up, go ahead and look it up. Uh, and I was like, shit, you're right. Like, you can't just be like, oh, it wasn't that bad and all that. But at the end of the day, I still listen to Louis C.K. stuff. Like, I think it's I think it is. I feel like there is a bit of the severity of it. The way it was handled. And uh, what else? There was one other thing I was going to say. And it's there's a little bit of separating the people from the art. But yeah, at the end of the day, you don't want to support like you don't. It's like with Ubisoft, you don't want to support shit because Ubisoft's shit. Same with you know Randy right. Pitchford and all that stuff. So that's a tough question. Like I um, think is what you go ahead. I, I thought of something else that hit me pretty hard recently. Uh, Firefly is one of my favorite TV series, and I mentioned how I love commentary. Um, I've mm-hmm. watched Firefly back and forth. I've watched it with and without commentary. Recently, I threw it on during lunch, and I put comment. And I think it had commentary on by default. And mm-hmm. then Joss Whedon started talking. I'm like, oh fuck, I can never listen to anything this guy has to say again. So it was like, shit. Uh, I could still watch Firefly, I think, but I can't listen to whatever he has to say. Yeah, um, I mean, so. it's just also too. It's, but that's that, tough. that was an example of literally separating from yeah. the creator there. Yeah, but yeah. I think sometimes yeah. you really do have to separate the, the creator from the art is what it really boils down mm-hmm. to. And it's tough, too, at the end of the day, because you're like, it's easier to do that. But then you're also like, especially if that artist is still in charge of the art you're monetarily supporting, you're like, fuck, like, I, I want I like this, but I don't want to support this person. But it, it's tough. It's a real tough question that I don't think we have a definite answer for. And sometimes you're going to have questions like that in life. So Raven's Quill says same thing with Buffy for her. I never did see Buffy, but yeah, Joss Whedon also did that. Oh, okay. um, and mm, it's all, it, this is not the exact same thing, but I can think of stuff that I know is not good, but I really like the person that made it. So I'll mm. still support and like tell people to check something out, even though yeah, it's even like, if it's trash, <laughs> that's not really a great game. You know, that singer kind of sounds like shit, but. I like what but they're they good do people. And how they treat people. Yeah. So it's a weird It's easier to do it on that. When you flip the coin, it's easier, much easier. But... It's much easier to be like, hey, this thing's not very good, but this person's awesome, so I'm gonna give them some money. So yeah. it's really tough when that's flipped. So yeah. And and uh, you know, cancel culture is really cool right now and really easy to say, click, mm-hmm. I'm not following somebody on Twitter, but that's not the same thing. And that's no, not, I, and I think also the, cancel culture sucks. Just learn to yeah. look stuff up and think for yourself, you fucking idiot. I Yeah, I think the best thing is to, if you are concerned about it or questioning it, do your research, uh, right. learn about the situation or the individuals involved, and then make your own decision. 
As long as you have yeah. reasoning, as long as you have well-informed reasoning and information to back up your decision, then no one can really fault you unless it's just totally dumb. So <laughs> I had to with Gearbox when stuff of that was coming to light and they were going to court with Sega. If people came in and asked for recommendations or like asked what we thought about Borderlands, I would sometimes have to leave <laughs> because yeah. Aliens is one of my is my favorite sci-fi franchise. Yeah, and to know, I know. that they directly ruined an Aliens game. Oh, hey, boy. you know what though? We got this one now. We got Aliens oh, Fire Team Elite. I don't it's, know. Yep, you're talking about it. <laughs> we're gonna find out together. I wait. I don't know if this is good either. But I got it for uh-huh. twenty bucks. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. I think that's. I like questions like that that make us think. We don't have most, a definite oops. answer. Do what? Most importantly, don't uh, take things at face value. Is what we're saying. Yeah. So, do research. So, uh, uh, and the new uh, Harry Potter game is apparently not involving her, which Ravensquill informed me of. So that's Rachel good. Was going to play that. I was into Harry Potter and out real fast, so I have nothing against it, but it'll be fun to watch that. I'm not going to talk too much shit on Harry Potter because I know people do like Harry Potter, but I don't like it, and I don't think it's a good franchise. I'm just going to leave it there. Uh-oh. So. <laughs> but I'm also... I love Lord of the Rings, so I don't know. People can dunk on me all day, so... <laughs> I truthfully fell asleep during each Lord of the Rings movie when I saw it in theaters. I watch the extended cuts and love them, so... <laughs> you got a problem. You and Powell should just hang out. And oh, man, they whatever. just. So at first I was also like Lord of the Rings fucking whatever. And then I started like looking more into it. And I like I didn't read the Similarian, but I started like you also don't like medieval stuff either. So it doesn't like if if it was Lord of the Space. So <laughs> you would probably like it. Lord of the Saturn Rings. So <laughs> I know that. OK, I know that. uh I know they're good movies. They're still entertaining, but I legit fell asleep <laughs> watching them. So. I, I mean, I, I even know. got into the point they're where I looked going. up like the filmmaking, like because like Peter Jackson did every fucking trick in the book. Like he did practical mm-hmm. effects. He used forced perspective. He used, I mean, very. It, I mean, there were parts where he had to use CGI, but it doesn't look terrible. Like mm-hmm. it's very, very good. And I think it's. I haven't watched them in a while, so it might be time to re rewatch the extended cuts. So. Uh, this last question that we have, I, I feel like we've answered it before, but the only reason I'm going to uh, have us answer it is because Kenny brings up a game that I used to play religiously on the PS3. So, uh, leftover ginger in the discord says, what is the one achievement in gaming that you are most proud of? Whether it's adding a certain game to your collection, beating a game, he's put in, uh, parentheses with or without rules, like a Nuzlocke in Pokemon or speed running a game, getting an achievement or a trophy, etc he says for example i think mine is winning a tournament for a game called on ps3 called warhawk and getting a skin for a knife in the game that only 50 people in the world world have i never got that and you're a piece of shit no you're not a piece of shit that took a lot of getting to get that but that game is really really good uh scotty looks like he's ready left for dead too uh yeah i'd have to look up the achievement but um i beat it on hard mode with my buddies and that was a lot of fun, and we felt pretty fucking accomplished when that helicopter landed, and we all finally got onto the damn thing. Um, Fair enough. I'd have to really, because I was like, recently, Microsoft and Xbox did a uh, 
you could walk through a museum of your achievements and your gamer score and crap. Oh, that's and cool. And I was like, oh, shit, I remember this. Oh, shit, I remember this. Like, all these things. So achievements don't... Sometimes they matter to me. Like, I'll if a game comes out on PS4 instead of... Or and Switch, I'll maybe lean towards PS4 because I want trophies more. I'm trying yeah. to find... I took trophies screenshots. Have never, oh, here it is. Trophies have never incentivized me. I always... When I was younger, I was like, I don't care about trophies or achievements, which is unfortunate because I could have... <laughs> Achievement Hunter made a career out of it. So... <laughs> yeah, but I, I think that would have taken the fun out of it if I did that. Yeah. Uh, I definitely do know people, like friends, that made it a job, and I was like, this is not... You don't... You make... I'm, I'm not having... I'm having less fun mm. knowing that you're doing this. <laughs> Um, uh, mine is finally yeah. like being able to have the money to buy a complete inbox Super Famicom because I love the Super Nintendo so much and having a Super Famicom is really good. Oh, I thought we were talking about video game achievements. I mean, he says get it, it also includes adding anything to your collection. Oh, or I, beating I, a game. I skimmed, or do... I skimmed it and all I saw was achievements. <laughs> so, I mean, that's fair enough, but. No, I think that, uh, I mean, recently getting Illbleed, which I didn't really buy, like, Chris bought me that mm -hmm. for my birthday, so that was kind of cool to have. Uh, no, I think also, too, just playing, like, one of the really cool things was my wife raging at Donkey Kong Country 2. Uh, for her to actually sit down and play a video game is a feat unto itself, so when she was like, hey, I want to play a video game. And I showed her, I was, she's like, I want to play one of your favorite video games. And uh, so we played that. And she, she gave it a good effort. She got past the first world. She got to the lava world, which was level the next world. And she said, fuck this game. So I got to give her that. Uh, but I'll also say to another. So that's one. And then another one that was pretty cool was we were doing a Mega Man uh, panel at one of the Anime Blues Cons in Memphis, mm. Tennessee. Uh, so we were giving away Mega Man stuff that we had gotten some uh, vendors to donate. I had done some bead art. We were doing trivia and all that stuff. And I was playing through Mega Man X, and we only had an hour. So I, I'm not a speedrunner at the game, but I was playing it, and I was at the first boss of the Sigma Tower, and it's like the spider boss that comes down, but you can't hit it until it opens up its eye. And I was talking to the audience, and the spider was coming down, and I had the Hadouken, which is a one-shot if you pull it off. I happened to just look up, see the spider oh, just just yeah. opening its eye, and I did the Hadouken just out of muscle memory, and I, it hit, and the whole room just went, yeah! And I was like, all right, there we go. We're ending the panel now. <laughs> that one was pretty fun. I like that. There you go. Um, I thought of two uh, okay. more. Um, but the trophy is called... Oh, wait a minute. Uh, or wait, no, fuck. Let me let me check. Sorry, the, the I'll tell you what. Trophy websites are hard to read sometimes. <laughs> there's too much shit. Okay, so it must have been expert mode. Cause yeah, there's there's you can beat it on. I don't know the last time anyone fucking played Left 4 Dead, but in the game, your uh people you're playing with are highlighted in a color, so you don't accidentally yeah. shoot or Molotov or whatever them. So there's a mode you can play it through on expert and then you can play it through on survivor where they are not highlighted uh, as you're oh, going through and friendly fires um, on essentially. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So the one that I got was called still something to prove survive all campaigns on expert. That was a lot of fun. Um, and then a lot of in time real and commitment, <laughs> dude, 
it it gives you a time of each level when you're done at the end of it dark carnival took us 24 hours total to get through that and that's four chapters in the campaign yeah it was so much fun it was so much fun because this was like 10 years ago when we all worked in retail we'd get done at nine roll back into our houses at like 9 30 10 boot up the game play till two or three in the morning um i told i've told these stories before about left for dead because it's some of the best online um uh playing with friends pills here (laughs) pills here um and then but another one uh, two other ones um is pax east 2010 uh my buddy anthony and i rolled into finding out that there was a saturn bomberman tournament going on uh, that's right you have told us beforehand and uh so we're like all right we'll give it a shot oh i've told this story because it ended with me almost passing out in a bathroom and slamming my head off a urinal um (laughs) the tournament started at like five o'clock or something and we were going to meet friends right after and like seven o'clock rolls around and we're still and our friends are texting us like are you guys coming or what and anthony's Mm -hmm. like this is more important or something like scott's (laughs) dominating this tournament we anthony i can see him saying that yeah yeah and so but like it but it was nuts because it's a 10 player match that gets uh, you know you get taken down one by one I ended up getting first, and I got a fucking medal to prove it. Um, so, and this is there one of go. four medals because it just it worked out this way that um, the guy that was hosting it, this was the first PAX East, and mm. the guy hosting it was like, "Hey, we're gonna have another round of this over on the West Coast for PAX Prime." It was called then. Now it's PAX West or PAX Seattle. I forget. And. Um, and we were both like, all right, cool. Uh, we live in Pittsburgh. We're not just going across the fucking country. <laughs> um, but as it turns out, we did end up going to PAX, uh, PAX West, just me and Anthony. Uh, and go. I got third in that marathon or in that tournament. Um, and then the, I have another medal up here for handheld, which AJ was with me for that at PAX. On Jesus. the Vita, Sonic and All-Star Racing transformed. Oh, so, my God. <laughs> We signed up. AJ and I signed up. AJ didn't realize you had to bring a Vita and game, so he just kind of <laughs> he just kind of went with me. And yeah. we walked in. We're like, "Shit, are we late? Sorry, we're here for the blah 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 transformed." And they're like, "Oh yeah, and just two dudes in beanbag chairs in the handheld room." And he's like, "And the, and the guy's like, oh yeah, we can start over, but if you want to hop in, so it was just two guys already there. Me joined, got first didn't really have any conversations and then just left the person to come back with the medal and then we just left wow (laughs) what a fucking asshole (laughs) it's the worst i've ever felt but aj was like no that was great (laughs) (laughs) well i think i told that story about fox mac where we went to one of the anime blues con and it was soul caliber five had just came out and he's sitting there, and he's it just came out that weekend, so he was playing it nonstop at my apartment. And then we go to the convention, and he sits down, and he's playing it, and he's just beating everybody that walks up That to the point where someone walks oh. up and is like, hey, can you yeah. let somebody else play because they're all getting tired of playing against you and lose? And he was like, I don't give a shit about these scrubs anyway. And he just walked out. <laughs> I love nice. That shit was baller. That was so baller. Like, Because I walked off. I was like, I'm going to go hang out in the convention. And he's like, all right. And I he... I think I was in the dealer's room, and he walks up with his stick in his hand. I was like, what happened? Did you lose? He goes, no, nah, I beat everyone's ass. <laughs> he just, he's like, let's go. So Yeah, yeah, that's so, pretty good. I um, PS3 Warhawk did remind me. It's it's 
just one of the better things, something that doesn't happen. It's not going to happen probably ever again, or not with this game anyway, but Resistance 2 on the PS3 mm. had a co-op mode that was really good, like one of the more balanced co-op modes I've played, because um, you had, it was a rock, paper, scissors thing where you'd normally have a team of three, and there's a tank, there's a healer, there's the ammo guy. Um, we, I had a PS3, and I was living with three other guys. One of them had a PS3. We brought a second TV out into the living room of the apartment. We had TV, TV. Uh, mm-hmm. two people on each console, on each TV, and then this was before, like, decent headsets, so you had that shitty PS3 yep. one that came with SOCOM or whatever. Yep, um, I had one. We had that, and we literally had someone else's phone sitting on the table, like, in front of us because we were playing with another team of our buddies uh, in another part Jesus. of campus. So we had, like, a six-man thing going on with resistance too in the co-op mode so that's pretty I, cool. I mentioned that because it's one of the more fun like we had to figure this out because we didn't have any headsets and yeah. whatever and yeah so you're right yeah you're, the headsets sounded like this <laughs> like yeah, they yeah, sounded yeah real yeah. bad so all right uh we're gonna wrap up the questions i did not realize that scotty and i could do a two and a half hour podcast but here we are so well, we got uh, one tomorrow so that is true. Those are only like an hour. Well, uh, I want to shout so. out Leftover Ginger real quick. Kenny said, hell yeah, Resistance 2. We love that series. I've literally started playing through Resistance 2 again. Cause Why it was don't you go like make out with him? <laughs> over there. No, dude, it blows my I know, mind I because think I have Sony, had, Sony had such a missed opportunity. That could have been their gears. I am so much more interested in the story of Resistance mm-hmm. 2 where I instead think... of World War II, alien bugs show up or aliens show up. And yeah. so the Gears of War doing their well, thing. I think then they tried like to push the Kill Zone series real hard. That's why they didn't. Yeah, that was the same. Yeah, yeah. Mm. such a letdown. Well, get wrecked. So, uh, all right, we're gonna wrap it up. Uh, like Scotty said, I guess we can uh, kind of say what we're gonna be doing this week. Uh, we're gonna be doing a podcast. So, Scotty, I'm not gonna steal your thunder because that might be the only thing you're doing. So, <laughs> it is as usual. Cool shit. Uh, Static Zone podcast is a podcast about movies that Corey and i do together uh we mentioned earlier that we're going to be talking about not for resale we recently mm-hmm. s- talked about chef uh and uh, a couple other things on there we talked about everything from transformers to dolomite to why making contact to action blur. jackson to hackers hackers to the maybe Wizard. evolver again <laughs> maybe um <laughs> Oh, we had Chir- oh Chirito was on for it. we had Chir- we have it we had a guest so we had Chirito. We had on a guest. Uh, how do Action I show Jackson. people where that is? Uh, <laughs> you'd have to look up our link tree and put it in the uh, chat. So I'll oh, find that's it fine. Eventually. I guess that's that's really all you're going to be doing, right? So I can go on with my correct. Own, so. uh, I'm going to be doing that. Uh, we might actually be doing well, not this week, but we'll do another one probably next week to get caught up on stuff. Uh, but I'll be doing some more streams. Uh, this is spring break week. I also just uh, put my two weeks notice into my current job because I got a new job. So I'm super fucking happy about it. Scotty, you'll be right behind me. Don't worry. So, uh, oh, I was saying this is you saying fuck you other job. My job. friend messaged me to Fox Mac messaged me and we were talking about the job and I was like, yeah, I put my two, my resignation in. He was just like, see you fuckers, Corey. <laughs> like, yeah. That's how it should have been. Uh, but yeah, tremendous weight has been lifted off my shoulders. So I'm feeling really good. I'm excited about the new opportunities. Uh, and then another thing we're going to announce too, uh, Scrubverse has always been trying to release every week, 
Uh, but what we're going to do is for the sake of our sanity and uh, just kind of like easing back a little bit because we all have lots of shit going on right now, uh, we're going to go to two episodes a month. So uh, Scrubverse will be releasing every other week. Uh, so that's perfect with our segments. We have the video game Scrub Club that we do, and we have the Pack One Pick One, which, by the way, on the next episode, which the recording should be on April 3rd, uh, we will be reviewing Disco Elysium. So I have my copy. I'm going to start it this week, and we're going to see how it goes. Chris said that we should give a game that is longer than 10 hours, either 8 to 10 hours, to kind of give a review, or we can go ahead and completely beat it if we want to. So that's what we're going to do. So pay attention. Pay attention. So be looking out for that one. And, Scotty, I think that's all I got. What do you got? Is that all you got? I got to go take a poop. So, <laughs> well, yeah, and we'll remind people, you know, if you are podcast hungry, though, um, we're going to make it so that Static Zone alternates with uh, Scrubverse and also yeah. so that Corey and I don't lose our minds. So. Yeah, Scrubverse will release on Wednesday of one week and then the following week uh, uh, Static Zone will release on Friday. So we're going to try and keep that going because I think if we take on too much more stuff, we might I think some I'll, I'll say some of us. I was experiencing a little bit of burnout, so I think taking the step I've back. I've got all these mouths to feed. <laughs> I've got 10 cats to feed. What are you talking about? <laughs> I love, audio listeners, Scotty just knocked over his, all his fucking plushies. That was great. My children. <laughs> My children. All right. On that note, I think we're going to get on out of here. <laughs> oh, Jimmy. Uh... All right, we're going to get on out of here. Thanks again for the continued support. We love every one of you. Thank you for being in the chat. Thank you for listening. Thank you for if you ever share this podcast on Twitter or anything like that. We really appreciate it. And uh, we're going to get on out of here. So everyone take care and take care of yourselves. Peace.